Hi, I'm Ellis George, uh, play Courtney Woods, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. The Tedges is great continue all the way to episode 439 of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. And this week... We are going to share the love, the love of the library. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. So glad you could join us. Let's start off like a lyric with Rachel Dable and see who's joined us this week. This is Brittany and Belvedere. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. How how is everybody? Yeah. <laughs> so just we just had our convention session about daylight savings. So <laughs> yes, we're all dying. We hate it. We don't want it anymore. Yep. Please stop. In the words of the doctor, I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. Leave the time like, oh, you've changed your clocks. Place. I don't like it. <laughs> Leave the time traveling to the experts. Come on. Exactly. Right? Exactly. All right. Well, first up, we need to do the news. So we get the we little have a, bit. have a decent amount here. Yeah. So we got our uh, first look at uh, the Marvel series Echo. So that will be dropping in January, January 10th. We're going to get all of it in one fell swoop. So at least that's the way I'm interpreting all episodes of Marvel Studios Echo, a new original series streaming January 10th. So, <laughs> But it's going to be on Disney Plus and on Hulu. So if you've got a Disney Plus profile that you don't want to set to mature audiences, I guess that gives you the option to watch on Hulu instead. Because if you're going to want to watch on Disney Plus, your profile has to be set to mature. Um, but it's only going to be on Hulu until April. So mm. after that, you'll have to go to Disney Plus. So you have to change it anyway if, if you want to rewatch. Yes. So, but that's exciting. Glad that is coming. Um, and then this was exciting to pop up on my YouTube feed. We're getting a new <laughs> Miyazaki movie. That, that, <laughs> the I, Boy I, and I, the Heron. It looks beautiful. It looks good. It, it looks so good. The synopsis also, is. Mahito, not 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 the drink. This is with an H, not a J. Uh, <laughs> a young twelve-year-old boy struggles to settle in a new town after his mother's death. However, when a talking heron informs Mahito that his mother is still alive, he enters an abandoned tower in search of her, which takes him to another world. Ba -ba -ba. Yep, yep. This 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 has this has Miyazaki written all over it. Mm. Just. And I mean, it's kind of a running joke at this time. How many times is he going to retire? But gosh, we love it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, don't ever retire. Or, you know, take care of yourself. Eat your vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> Meet Miyazaki Sam because yeah. you're an artiste. Yeah. Um, and of course there is the version in Japanese, but then there mm-hmm. is a, a a a version that will have uh, you know, American voices. English, English dub, yeah. English voice yeah, English voices. Um and uh interesting people. Some of these people I don't know who they are. Some of them I do, like Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, I I think which there, I think he's an... playing Mahito's dad would be my yeah. guess. And uh, he has been in a Miyazaki. He was Howl, I think, because I remember Jared telling me that story of or the story of a, uh, um, Christian Bale, um saying like i don't care like i want to they're telling his agent i want to be in a miyazaki movie i don't care what it is mm-hmm. get me in there i'm pretty sure it was in Bale. and uh um and then he ends up playing howl who is like the the it's howl's moving castle right now mm-hmm. you know, the main character mm-hmm. um so so yeah so that's so that's pretty cool i yeah i like it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it i hope now, does it say anything about um, a theatrical release, or is it just going to be? Uh, it gets... Right now, like on Rotten Tomatoes, it says where to watch. It says in theaters. Okay. So. So okay, so it is. So it will be in the theaters. In, in the apparently, US. some critics have already seen it though, and they, they uh, okay. love it. So it's got ninety eight percent fresh already, okay. just based on All right. well, critic yeah. feedback. So because <laughs> it, it's already been released in theaters in Japan, obviously, yeah. and uh, worldwide was December eighth. Okay. So. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, so yeah. we'll get we'll probably we'll, we'll get theatrical, which is great because. Not much going on in theaters right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> hey, take, I, new Miyazaka I, movie? Why not? Give, 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 give me, give me, give me, give me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Uh, there's some more of this, uh, more of this cast. Uh, Dave Batista. Uh, Gemma Chan, William Defoe, Mark Hamill, <laughs> Robert Pattinson, and Florence Pugh, among others. Quite a few Marvel actors in this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it was. It was um, Christian Bale who was who was Howl in Howl's Moving Castle. So yes, he was the one who was like. I don't care. Like told it that his, his agent said, I don't told him I don't care. Get me in a movie. Mm-hmm. movie. I don't care if I have to play like random extra background extra number one, mm-hmm. number six. And there he was. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. That's cool. He's coming back for another one. Mm-hmm. Which is like funny because I just watched uh, Newsies over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's like a oh, really, really young Christian Bale singing and dancing about being the king of New York. So, 
Uh, <laughs> it was amusing. Uh, so, um, and then uh, the folks at Netflix uh, apparently have decreed that today was Stranger Things Day. Uh, so we okay. got all sorts of 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 goodies uh some of it's just kind of i think they were just kind of like hey remember this is a thing that you like um and it will be coming back eventually <laughs> <laughs> or something like that um but um we did get some announcements which is which is cool nothing about the 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 the, you know, the, the final season yet uh but um, they have announced that um, we are getting a Stranger Things VR game it would be available at the end of the month on MetaQuest. But you're playing the game as Vecna. Oh. So interesting. So So you're gonna you're gonna try to chase after people and and I guess and this is, is like the soul. story of of him becoming like the king of the you know the 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 kind of the the top dog in the upside down. All right, so, see how that goes. But yeah, it was like that's a plot twist if I ever heard one. Uh, right? Yeah, and then I'm jealous of our friends across the pond here. They are getting a play that is is canon. Because the Duffer Brothers are, in, you know, involved, um, called Stranger Things: The First Shadow. It's set in Hawkins in 1959, so it's a prequel. Yeah, no, and I have, I... it's it's essentially going to tell us the story of. Of the Creel, the Creel family, essentially. Okay. So. So now, now I have the most important question that needs to be asked: mm -hmm. Will there be singing and dancing? No, it's not a musical. <laughs> it Darn. is a play. <laughs> but there are going to be apparently very <laughs> um, intense and um, uh, appropriate special effects. Okay, so intriguing. I, I, I'm just, I was just picturing, you know, musical version of the Upside Down. I mean, I, I know, I know, we had Eddie Munson and doing Master of Puppets and all that stuff. And yeah, like, you know, I, I'm like, I, I need a Demogorgon uh, Bollywood number. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because that would kind of be awesome. But you know, yeah. we'll take, I'll take, I'll take the non-musical. That's fine. Yeah. No, it it is a play, uh, wow. not 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 a musical. We'll probably have to leave that um, uh, ima imagination to like college humor or something. Uh, those right. folks. <laughs> All right. I'll... Oh, wait, actually, I. If someone has not already done it, yeah, you know, just out of sheer boredom, uh. It's been a long couple of years. Uh, <laughs> kind of, yeah. So, uh, 
But speaking of music, not musicals, but music, and I cannot believe that I'm living in the timeline that I get to say this, but this makes me so happy. We have new Beatles music. <laughs> Unless you've been living under a rock, we have a brand new Beatles song. I'm kind of tearing up. <laughs> Every time I think about it, I'm like chills. I'm so excited. It's like I can't believe that this is like oh, oh. it's like with all the other crap and everything that we've had to deal with in the world. I'm so glad this is a thing. Oh, that I get to live to to see the day. Um, Every once so, in a while, the universe throws you a crumb. It does, mm -hmm. and I am totally here for it so there's a whole like mini documentary on the the official beatles youtube channel so you can see how this came about but tldr um we have peter jackson to thank essentially oh, well, yes. so um <laughs> but yeah uh the song is called now and then and um yeah I am so just like I'm <laughs> just giddy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like how 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 is this a thing? I'm so excited. So um yeah, if you if you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it because it's just it's so wild. It's just it's so wild how this they were able to to pull this off. So um technology is a wonderful thing uh in this case so but yeah <laughs> that's cool yes it's cool uh and a book club update since we are in a new month so the book yep. for this month is josephine and the argonauts and then the poll is up and the choices for december are extraction point Rebellion at Treasure Island, 10 Days of Christmas, and rather appropriately, considering he's coming back on TV, Celestial Toy Maker. <laughs> so go cast your votes. Yeah. Uh, get get into the this month's title, leave your comments, and go forth and do book club things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is really scary to think that that's the last poll for this year. <laughs> ah, don't remind me why did you have to say that oh I my goodness <laughs> i don't know either i was at i was at work today getting you know all my things done and stuff and i'm like oh crap we've got it and i was reminded in an email it's like we've got we've got to you know finish out our, our end of year budget and i'm like oh, okay because <laughs> i because you know if we don't spend all our money, it has to go back to, to the system as a whole because there's stuff they got to buy. Mm -hmm. like, all right, make sure we've got all our stuff taken care of. It has to go back. Mm -hmm. so, oh, it's yeah, I guess. So that is Zenus. We do have some feedback, of course. We talk about a musical. We get a oh, whole block yeah. of text from Shalane uh <laughs> so uh she says hey girls finally we got to, to got to little shop of horrors i think this is your sixth musical episode you talked about this year and the last one of this year is what i think <laughs> you can keep thinking of that shalane but uh you'd be wrong 
Maybe maybe uh, don't put money on that, but you know. Yeah. Thank you for no. keeping track either way. Yeah. Then you'll be back next year. Oh, yes. I mean, there'll definitely be more next year. I thought you girls yeah, were going to talk about that. Hairspray this year since Rachel saw Hairspray the tour because you girls talked about Les Mis and Rachel saw Le- the Les Mis tour. Hairspray will come eventually. So I'm just, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a little something else in a couple weeks. So <clears throat> anyway, I watched about, I watched about, uh, five, I was about five or six when I first watched Little Shop of Horrors, the movie. I think we rented it or watched it on cable. At first, I thought it was called Little Shop of Horse, <laughs> not horse. <laughs> well, when you're Here's- that, when you're that young, yeah you you hear things you hear sometimes you hear things wrong trust me yes yeah but then when you get to a certain age you got uh, get to a certain age and then you realize you really need to emphasize that it's little shop of horrors yeah (laughs) yeah so then i guess if she well unless that's just i don't know because now that she said that i'm like well i must have been older than i thought i was when i first saw it because I know we rented the movie when we saw the the musical in personal, but anyway, mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. Years <laughs> later, I watched. Yeah, years later, I watched the making of the Little Mermaid. Found out Alan Menken and Howard Ashman were the men behind Little Shop of Horrors. Fun facts: two friends of mine from college just did an episode on Little Shop of Horrors, and one of them also had knowledge of Dizzy like me, and they said that Little Shop of Horrors is what started the Alan Menken and Howard Ashman to come and work for Dizzy. Yes, we mentioned that too. They said on their podcast that uh, the song Somewhere That's Green inspired the Disney princess songs. Yep. <laughs> also, I think Ariel's inspired by Audrey, and I I think the Greek choir were inspired for the Muses and Hercules, you think? But Ashman died before Hercules, yes, but that didn't stop Alan Menken. Uh, <laughs> also, go watch the Howard Ashman document on Disney Plus if you haven't seen it yet. Yes, you should. There's some re- there's some really good Disney history document documentaries on on Disney Plus, so which is a good place for them. Yeah, I'm still waiting patiently for an Alan Menken and Howard Ashman episode. Yes, we will get to it. I promise. <laughs> My We're friends also. On it. Yes, we can only do this once a week. Uh, <laughs> My friends also explained that Ashwin wrote a song for Aladdin that was cut and ended up on Broadway. Proud of Your Boy it was based on Ashwin coming out as queer man to his mom. But Ashwin did Beauty and the Beast, then Aladdin, and they rewrote Aladdin. Yes, they did. Because at first, Aladdin's mother was supposed to be alive. And then they had the, the song Proud of Your Boy, which is on one of the anniversary DVDs. Because yeah, it's on the one they, I have. I just don't remember what, like. That was. Cause, cause anniversary it was yeah because like it started with beauty and the beast when they added human again in mm-hmm. that one then they did one with lion king it was the morning report and then the the aladdin one they didn't do a fully animated um sequence for it they just had like pencil pencil mm-hmm. test drawing for it so it's just i think it's just an extra so it's not like integrated into the movie yeah but it is, yeah, it's it just is a, on the special features yes yes because it's uh because yeah, they showed the story. They show the storyboards, and right, yeah. um, they made a, a fresh recording of the song sung by uh, a second second season American Idol runner up, Clay Aiken. So <laughs> there you go. 
also, Ashman had uh, a Beauty and the Beast sweater. <laughs> I'm sure they had all sorts of of, of branded gear <laughs> working on those things. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have more. I have more to tell you, girls. I'll save when we get the little maybe an episode, an episode about Alan Macon and Howard Ashman. Fair enough. Going back to Little Shop of Horrors, my college town did Little Shop of Horrors at a theater com- at community theater, but I didn't go see it because I was busy with school and I really wanted to go see it. I needed a trip to New York and see it. We all do. <laughs> I also just realized this is the third movie Rick Moranis you girls talked about after Ghostbusters and Spaceballs. <laughs> Next, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Maybe. Anyway, I thought also for your girls, we'll be talking about Nightmare Before Christmas after a little shot for the 30th anniversary, but girls have a week off. But you could talk about for Christmas, and it's also a musical, but I'll be patient for it. We appreciate your patience. (laughs) Going back with Little Shop of Horrors, the movie, the ending, uh, uh, ending with a a happy ending. (laughs) I watched the alternate ending, and I think the movie would have not been good. I wish the ending... Of the stage play was a hap- was the happy ending. So you you agree with the focus groups then? Yeah, apparently. So are you yeah, girls planning fine. on doing another Halloween episode in April? I don't know. We, we don't plan that far ahead. Usually. <laughs> so here was so here here was who was going to be in the canceled remake? Taryn Edgerton was Seymour. Scarlett Johansson was going to be Audrey. Chris Evans was going to be the dentist. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good they canceled the remake of the film. I don't think it would have been good. <laughs> this is my, this is what I've noticed about Chris Evans since, um, since you know, he, he, he hung up the shield for Captain Marvel. He's kind of been, the roles I've, I've, I've noticed he's been taking on have been kind of jerks for the most part um or jerks or just kind of not very likable characters and i'm just kind of like hmm are you trying to tell us something chris (laughs) well you know it's like it's like steve rogers was just so freaking nice that you know well yeah but it's like you know he's got some pent-up dickery that he just wants to get rid of i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe i i don't know i don't know although you know as a human torch he he wasn't like you know the the, the, the nicest guy so true true human torch he was a bit of a <clears throat> he was a bit of a jackass <laughs> yes <laughs> bit full of himself yes and some other words that we don't want to say in a pg-13 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, he's some not nice guys in some other movies. You ever seen Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> I hate Scott Pilgrim. I hate it. And that is and, and that he is only because that. I saw it. I saw it about ten years after it came out, and I was so over hipsters by then. And when I was told <laughs> this is what started it, I'm just kind of like, screw that movie. Jared loves it, and he was like, "I'm really sad you don't like it." I'm like. Mm. <laughs> hey, we all we all we all have that one movie or two yeah. that we're just like oh yeah so that like is movie okay needs to be fired into the sun <laughs> dang 
I will help you send it as long as long as as long as I can also send along. It's a wonderful life. So (laughs) that is my that is my uh, that is my. uh, My bargain, so. All right. Uh, so that's Shalane's feedback, and we got some feedback from Aaron. This was really short. His subject line was meh. <laughs> Hello, wonderful five shows. So this might be my last message because you all may ban me for ban me for my next comment. I hate Little Shop of Horrors. Heresy! Says <laughs> <Heresy! laughs> so a woman who just spent 30 seconds kvetching about Scott true. Pilgrim. This, so. this is, this is <laughs> no, no, Aaron, Aaron, you know what? It's okay. You are allowed to, to, we are all allowed to not like, to like or not like things as we will. Yes. So I won't, I won't give you too much crap. I did have, I, I think I, I may have mentioned this last week. I did have a roommate that I showed this to because I thought it was just going to be an awesome Halloween movie and she's going to enjoy it. She hated it too. So I'm like, okay, I get it. It's, it's, it's a taste thing and you're, you're totally fine. You are not banned from, from writing to us. Yes. I've seen both the movie and the stage show and neither did it for me. I've always been amazed by the love for it. So it was interesting to hear all discussions on the project. Take care, Aaron. Oh, we're not going to ban you, Aaron, because no. But thanks, you, thanks for writing in. I'm I in some feedback anyway. Yes, yes. It, it, please continue to write in feedback. Uh, you're not you're not banned. If we were going to ban you, then for opinions like that, we wouldn't have a show because we'd have to ban ourselves. So yeah. like how i've seen both phantom of the opera and cats i've not seen the cats movie i don't care to but i have seen both (laughs) phantom and cats properly on the stage i don't care for either i i don't i I felt very just kind of eh about both so so give me give me spam a lot any day over phantom of the opera i'm so sorry all you andrew lloyd Webber fans so I a funny story. I watched this YouTube video. It's about like forty five minutes, an hour long. About and it, it is this by from a channel like that. This guy is like totally into musicals, and he's like, he's he's a music aficionado. He knows like you know all like how it all works in musicals mm-hmm. and music and stuff like that. And he was breaking down why the Cats movie didn't work and all these different things. And I've never seen Cats in any form or iteration. And the way he explained the story, I'm like, okay, that is a very interesting story. I don't think I could watch it and take it seriously with a bunch of people prowling around with with fur all over their bodies and they're acting <laughs> like cats. I just, I don't see that. I'm sorry. And the movie obviously doesn't help, but it's made for a lot of fun uh, YouTube fodder. So mm-hmm. that was entertaining. <laughs> but, the, but the, you know... The, the songs are decent, but I'm just like, eh, it would probably be better if the cats were like yeah. animated, like you know, yeah. Aristocats or something. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was funny because it's like you know we did that episode last week, and then like a, a couple days later, I was on TikTok, and in my for you feed popped up a clip of Corbin Blue, sit yo know, and um. I think it's Gemma Chan. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. the, our, 
are uh they were doing uh suddenly seymour on like good morning america or something like that and uh normally i'd be like well that's weird like you know because sometimes you know you'll talk about something and suddenly i'll show up on your social media but i'm on broadway mm -hmm. talk a lot anyway <laughs> so it wasn't that weird so <laughs> but yeah so yeah yeah just uh give me spam a lot over anything andrew lloyd weber <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> to each their own so yes indeed so yes you can you are allowed to like or dislike whatever it is that, mm -hmm. that you do yep because if we liked everything the same where how could how could we have interesting conversations about about anything exactly like I said, right? we have to just ban ourselves. Yeah, just don't take it personally, and it's all right. Yep. yep. We've got something people need to learn. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So, moving on to this week's main topic. We know I'm very excited for. November, so a lot of people are in the middle of NaNoWriMo, and it's also getting yep. cold, so people are spending more time inside and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, not going to like properly go through the presentation that I give at conventions. We're actually going to expand upon it, but mm -hmm. uh, for those that are interested, um, uh. I will, we're recording, I mean, Zoom records both the, the screen anyway. Uh, we just don't usually use that because it's just the, the Zoom screen. But we'll have the PowerPoint open along with some other resources. So, you know, if you happen to go on YouTube, you can see some of the stuff. But we'll also put links to a lot of the things as yeah. well in the show notes. And if you really want to see the PowerPoint, just send us an email. I can give you a link to it and you can you can see it, look at it yourself if you want. So um, but yeah, uh libraries are amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. and, and, and I mean that's not just that, you know, obviously uh yeah, I'm a fan. Um mm -hmm. but uh it's one of those things where it's like like when I first moved to the area i live in now i think i got a library card and like hardly used it um and then you know life got i you know i, I moved down here when i was still in high school so then you know i was in college and busy doing five million i was using like the university library for academic stuff i didn't have time for fun um uh and then uh the pandemic happened and of course my library closed for a while um but we started gold standard and i quickly realized that um <laughs> that it was going to get very expensive very quickly renting these movies from like amazon or wherever um so when the library did reopen i went and got a library card just so i could get the dvds 
for the movies that I I needed to get for Gold Standard. And since then, I and, am in my I am at my local library at least once a week. And 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 Rachel, with as many of those movies that you had to watch that you mm-hmm. absolutely hated, yes. How how much worse? I'm glad I did not pay for them. I I spent money (laughs) on this. No, let the library pay for it because because somebody is going to like it. I'm sure there's like somebody out there in the Indiana library, public library system, or whatever it is you guys have. I know yours is a bit more extensive than ours. Somebody out there is going to enjoy one of those. One of those. Yeah, they're going to want to watch it. So yeah. So there you go. And the library is more than happy to spend money on things that everybody can share. And mm-hmm. and uh, so so kind of what we wanted to do, or I, I well, because Rachel talked about doing this um, presentation at one of the conventions in conjunction. Was that the one? Um, I have done or, it. Uh, I've done it at both pop cons this year and at okay. in conjunction. So okay. And I was like, well, because I in my day job, I am a librarian. So I was like, well, could I, could we do this as a podcast topic? Because I wanted to talk about it from sort of the behind the scenes perspective mm-hmm. of what libraries Brittany do, worked in a li- library for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah she <laughs> yeah. did. She did. Because um, I want to talk about like how like the process of like doing programs, how things get purchased, mm-hmm. um, what other things we have, because yes, we are more than books. And I can't tell you how many times, and it's usually an, an older person who is like or well maybe not like I don't want to say like elderly like whale but like somebody who's like <laughs> oh with ebooks and Amazon are, are there are there really still books I'm just kind of like okay come on now you're just now I've you're got just two being... library books sitting right next to me right now <laughs> it's like yeah you're just being a dick I'm sorry <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope not I hope I hope none of my bosses is... <laughs> no it's funny but, but no, there, there are some things but but it's like because they're because yes, books are amazing, and as, as we found out during the pandemic, um, it was like, okay, what do we do? Like, what? And and I know my system, like we we you know we're talking sort of behind the scenes, like you know we we still want to be there, we still want to offer things, and we we worked really hard to be able to open even just on a limited basis. And people would come in and say like, oh, we're so glad that you're open, and and like they could do curbside pickup, or they could come in for like fifteen minutes grab a few things and go especially families with young kids mm-hmm. and they were just like and and you know children I'm a children's librarian so we would put together like story time kits and things like that they could take home and still do you know still do some of that programming still have that even though we couldn't do our full slate of everything we do and also Jared um because uh, Jared was uh, a 40-hour librarian at the time I was kind of furloughed because I was only part-time right then but I was still kind of keeping tabs on things but he was kind of spearheading a project to do online Dungeons and Dragons because we have a lot of branches who who host Dungeons and Dragons nights so it's like well there and you know we we did that as the podcast too was mm-hmm. doing online D&D we recorded it but he was doing it so we could use the website. Um, they they started some of the other team librarians started a Discord server. So it was like a place like the teens could virtually gather, and then you know, and then you know, do all those things because you know those kids or everything was online, and it kind of kept going. So it was like there's a hangout spot, um, 
and they still do online Dungeons and Dragons. In fact, the whole system has kind of done their own, you know, how they're, you know, those, it done its own adventure setting and adventure module using the, the fifth edition rules. But Jared was, that was like, like, even though we were closed, he was still working full time because he was working on that mm-hmm. so in 2020, which was kind of awesome for us and for him and for the system as a whole. So, you know, there are things like, yes, there is the physical building that you can go into. And depending on how big your library system is, like our my library system, the Salt Lake County system has 18 branches. Plus we have, um, we do services at the jail. We have a, a reading room at the, um, at like our, our the low income clinic. That's, that's almost, well, it's not quite downtown, but it's on South Main. And then there's a reading room up at one of the um, ski, uh, ski resort towns, which is kind of cool. Um, so there's, so there's different things we do, but as far as like geek culture and pop culture, uh, is, is concerned. I mean, and, and I think, I think a lot of geeks and nerds and whatever we want to call ourselves have discovered that the library is like, is a valuable resource for everything and anything and everything you could want. Um, as far as like, oh, I want to try this new show or, you know, this new book series or I haven't got caught up or in the case of my library system, and I know a lot of other library systems are doing this, we have, they, we call them create spaces, mm-hmm. which are, um, and, and, and it's not all branches. My branch doesn't have one, but the one that's just north of us does because they're bigger, but they have a 3D printer. Uh, uh, there's, there's some of our branches. There's one that has a laser cutter. Actually, two of them have laser cutters. Um, mm-hmm. They have sewing machines, so you know you want to do that cosplay, and maybe you don't have a sewing machine, <laughs> or I mean, because sewing machines are expensive, not to buy and to maintain. So if you're not going to be doing a ton of sewing, or maybe you don't have the room for it, well, come down to the library, you know, book, you know, reserve a little bit of reserve a time, and come do it. Um, uh, Jared just came home. They were we were recording a podcast for our system, but other people will record their own podcast. We've got another branch that has a green screen studio. Mm-hmm. So any any kind of creative thing that you want to do, I mean, I, I mean, we've gotten 3D print requests for everything from like pieces for cosplay or, you know, little, you know, figures. And, and it's all, I mean, and it's all basically free or bit or very low cost. And in the case of 3D printing and you know using the the, the machines and stuff, I mean, there's a, a fee to kind of offset the materials, but it's like way cheaper than oh, I need to go buy my own 3D printer and and the filament mm-hmm. and I don't know what I'm doing and blah blah blah. And they're or sending and, it and off have, to one of the on yeah, like an online service yeah. where they print it for you and mail it to you. That too. So you just go pick it up and say oh here this is you know what i want to do and the and the branches that have dedicated create spaces they actually have someone on staff who is that's just what they do they just run Mm -hmm. the maker space the the, the create space they don't deal with the books they don't deal with any other programming that's their thing that's the whole thing they do and they help people with all the stuff that's in there and and Mm -hmm. i've been to some of our newer branches to see and i'm like wow like these are so cool and it's it's really neat, like what what we've been able to do. Mm-hmm. So I really want to put a plug in for that, and I and this is kind of becoming a thing. 
all over the place is ours uh you know, we had our yeah because my my local the one i go to did like a major remodel mm-hmm. after the pandemic uh i imagine that it would have happened before the pandemic and been done sooner mm-hmm. but still um oh. and yeah there's an entire like quarter of the second floor that's what they call the studio mm-hmm. and they've got large tables um to if you need to spread out to work on something but they also have um computers dedicated for things like just like audio or video editing they've got craft and stem kits that can be checked out uh they mm-hmm. have a fully stocked AV room um and then occasionally they will have a like like a maker in residence for like a week where somebody's like oh, wow. a, 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 a you know an expert on using like you know a laser cutter because <laughs> we have mm-hmm. one of those at, at my at my library mm-hmm. and people could come in and ask this expert questions about that thing that they're an expert on so and so like even if there is it happens to be a staff member that's knowledgeable they are now freed up to help other people and you can just bombard yeah. the expert with all of their questions <laughs> and take up all of their time because that's what they're there for yep yeah absolutely so you know get get into those maker spaces just go in and play around with it because mm-hmm Okay, and, they'll let, I, and and yeah, yeah and they, they'll usually let you <laughs> unless something oh, yeah. yeah unless there's like something scheduled going on which sometimes mm-hmm. they will you know like they'll have like a yeah you know open to the public you know come uh, like craft something or other yeah so yeah. but if the space is not being used odds are they mm-hmm. will just let you yeah. go ham yeah i mean see the way the way our system deals with it is because okay because every every branch has like rooms you can book for you know, mm-hmm. if it's a study room or if like you're gonna have uh there's a big meeting space so if you need to have a meeting or study session or we've had people come do bridal showers <laughs> in our big meeting room which is kind of cool um it's, it's just a public space um but 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 they treat we also treat our create spaces that way so it's like say you want to go go use the sewing machine well you know you find the branch that has a sewing machine and you book it the same way you would book a room. And so so it's kind of funny when I'm looking up somebody's room reservation and our, our system, our, our program we use to, to keep track of room reservations, because it's all in there. And the default is check all, so it'll show me everything in the system. So I like have so if I don't if I don't uncheck everybody and just you know select my branch, I'll have to scroll down through all the the, the podcast studio, sewing machine, the 3D printer, the laser cutter. And I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but it's it's really cool that, that we do have all that stuff and we do it on kind of a reservation basis. But like you said, if nobody's using it, and it's the same thing with our room reservations, if someone shows up and say, hey, is there a quiet space I can, you know, go do a, a Zoom call in? And I'm like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. yeah, our, our conference room is available. No one's booked it for right now, so you can go use it. I just put them in the thing and in the in the system that's how we keep track of how how much is being used and if it doesn't get used then you know they look at those stats and they're like really need this and i'm like but but ours gets used so Mm -hmm. so that's great so and that and that's the thing that's the other thing i want to stress is 
there are so many resources and so many things we have. Um, I know I'm kind of hopping around here. This isn't quite in the order of the PowerPoint. But yeah, we like I said, we're like, just using that kind of as a yeah. so, base. <laughs> so our system, our system has uh, databases, which sounds boring. But when I say a database, um, it could be something like we have one that's called Creative Bug, which mm -hmm. is a subscription service that has just arts and crafts. And, and it can be as something as simple as something you can do for, for like your toddler or your young kid or like oil painting. It's like, and it's like this step-by-step -step way of what of how to do it. And if you were to buy that subscription on your own, it would be a lot of money. But the library use, it pays for it, and we try to promote that we have it, and you access it through our website. So if you go to our website first, and I'm sure this is true of most library systems, and then you access it through there, they're like, oh, you're a library patron. Your library has a subscription to this database, so you can use it for free, which is so cool. And mm -hmm. I, I looked at some of the stats, because libraries love statistics. And I'm not really one to like get into like I mean I'll look I'll look like oh that number's bigger than that number. <laughs> There's a reason I'm a librarian and not a mathematician. But even I am kind of a as a math kind of a math dummy. I can see like what's being used the most. And some of our databases, which are really cool, are not getting used. So and and we just had to get rid of one database that just wasn't getting used but to be fair it wasn't very user friendly and it's being replaced with something else it's actually cheap which is nice um but yeah yeah rachel brought up the slide here of the uh the things that your library card can get you and you'll want to check and make sure your system has it because mm. we've gone through yeah, phases it's, it's, where we this is this is yeah. not this is not every library system no, across the board. No. So this is not expensive. Although Libby is very is almost universally used because Overdrive has bought they're like the Disney of of library service <laughs> online library yeah. services. They bought everything. They bought one click digital, which was all audiobooks. So they they like basically tripled their their audiobook offering, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah, but we went. I a, love a, Libby. Yeah, it's. What my my favorite thing about Libby, and this is kind of you know, and, and again, depending on where you are, because we have the Salt Lake County Library System, which is what I work for, and then we also have the Salt Lake City Library System, two different things. But I still have my Salt Lake City account, which is tied to my county card, and I can hop back and forth between their two Libby things. So even though I'm not, um, I don't live close enough to the city library anymore. And so I don't check out physical books. I still check out all the digital stuff. And they have mm -hmm. some stuff the county doesn't have. The county has stuff that the city doesn't have. So it's nice to double dip. So if you can do something like that, if you have multiple um, library systems in your area that you can that you can dip into, totally do it. I do it all the time. Um, uh, and we we had a and like we had Hoopla several years ago, and then we had to not have it. Not because nobody was using it, but because Hoopla has this weird thing where if like, for like a library is charged for every checkout that a patron has. So we actually had to get rid of it because people were using it too much, which I think <laughs> is silly. Because no kidding. And that's the one that, so I'm like, come on, like people are actually using it. They're liking it. And they had to like, no, we can't have it anymore because they have audiobooks. 
Um, but they have movies, they have audiobooks, and I feel like there's something else. They have music, I think. Uh, but yeah, people were just listening to audiobooks on it, which is great, but it was costing us way too much money. And I was like, that is so dumb. And it's just mm-hmm. the way Hoopla is set up, and there's not much we can do about it. But That's we got kind back, of the we... point is I if know, it's being used want, a lot, you... then. You want people I, to use this yeah. stuff. Because I've seen, I'm on the, the, the library's Reddit, uh-huh. and you will see the occasional person that's all like, is it okay that, you know, I'm only borrowing, like, digital books, or it's like, Absolutely. you know, is it okay that I'm doing so many interlibrary loans, and they're like, Yes, that's what it's here that's for. Because that here it, for you were talking about, you, you know, you're yeah. having to do your your budget. And it's like that's how uh, you can justify your budget. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so here, here's my thing because I I do have a budget, and and because my library system's so big, and every so it's very, I don't want to say micromanaged because that's not the real the, the right term, but it's so big. We have so many people doing so many different things, but it's all similar. And our, our system, and I think a lot of systems are doing this, are going to what's called central selection, or we call it acquisitions. It's basically that there's a department of people that all they do is buy new stuff. And it also, and that also, um, folds into like the digital things. And every once in a while, they'll do a training or some kind of presentation or whatever. So we hear from them a lot. And they talk about all the time, they talk about like, you know, they'll, they'll look at, you know, how many holds something has. And if it's got a really long hold list, they'll buy another copy if, if they can. But because they're like, they would rather that money go to something that people are using. And mm-hmm. I feel the same way when I'm buying in my collections. And I, I do mostly children's stuff. So I do like the early readers and some, some nonfiction for kids stuff. Um, and then they like, uh, the immediately they say, okay, here's your, here's your budget for this section of the library. And you have till the, the book buying year ends in October. So it just ended. So we just had this whole big flurry of, hey, make sure you're spending your budget because it doesn't roll over. And I'm like, and I, and you're supposed to be buying stuff throughout the year. So, so, you know, you, you're only, you know, you're spending and you don't, you know, you don't buy everything because you can't because you don't have the money. You don't have the space to keep it. And that's just, that's just true. And some and stuff gets worn out and I'm, I'm going to that later. But, um, but what I hate is feeling like I have this money, but I don't see anything I want to buy for my collection or that I don't feel like I need to buy or that isn't going to get used, I don't think. But if I know that patrons are using this stuff and, you know, it comes back to me and it's got like, you know, a hundred certs and it's falling apart and because like, I'm like, oh, I will happily buy that thing because the one of the worst things that can happen is you buy something that you think, oh, this is going to be great, and then it just sits there and sits there and sits there, and after two years is kind of the magic cutoff date. So, like, if something doesn't, if brand new and doesn't check out for two years, it's gone because we just do not have the space to keep it. Uh, and and when I say gone, it's like we put it on the book sale, or we actually have a, a second or a um uh. Uh, what it, this is this is a new thing like it's like the system book sale where we have people who will take the books that we've weeded out and if they and, and they like check it against like going rates on like online secondhand sellers 
So like aid books or Amazon mm-hmm. or things like that. So we can recoup some more, some of that money back because we noticed um, people were coming into the branches and like doing their little book scan thing. So they were like buying our copies for like a buck, but then turning around and selling, selling them for much more. And we're like, why don't we just do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's so, smart. <laughs> yeah. So, so we started doing that and kind of, they've been phasing out the branch book sale, although our, our branch still has a book sale because it's kind of nice to have, especially families that can come in and like, oh, I look love at the all book these sales. Pictures. Yeah. yeah I, love the li- I love these- the library sales. So yeah. But look mm-hmm. at all these picture books we got for like 10 bucks. Whereas if you bought them brand new at Barnes and Noble, that'd be like 50, a hundred. Or even at some place like half price books. Or half price books. Yeah. yeah. Cause a lot like, uh, you know, again, it's going to vary across the board, but like my branches oh, yeah. around here, um if the if it's like a multi-day sale sometimes they'll do mm-hmm. or even yeah. if it's a one day like if you come in later in the day when they're getting close mm-hmm. to being done and they just really want to get rid of the stuff they're like anything like, you we can fit in a plastic shopping bag five mm-hmm. bucks so if, it's if, like... <laughs> if we librarians have been going on a weeding tear and weeding is what we call it, we're like getting rid of books because we just don't have the room our our book sale, our, our circulation staff is in charge of the book sale. They'll be like, and they have to ask the manager, but she usually says yes. Like, can we just do a twenty, like a twenty five cent? And because me and the other children's librarian, and you know, we, we've been we've been going through a lot of the kids books, and they're like, you know, kids books twenty five cents each. Doesn't matter if it's a little tiny paperback or a big chapter book. Da, da, mm-hmm. da. And, and we will get people who ask, like, are there any kids' books out there on the book sale? Like, you should go look, because it just kind of depends. Um, but, yeah, so we'll, like, be, you know, um, I, I was going somewhere this. Oh, right. So Jared, uh, and I'll talk about a lot of what Jared does, too, because he does the teen books a lot. And what happens sometimes, um, and, and Jared will do this every couple of years or so. So he will set the report to say, okay, give me books that have not checked out in two years. And they also obviously they have to be more they have to be have been in the collection for more than two years. Mm-hmm. So he just went through and did this. And and he is pulling books and he's like texting me as he's doing this because we're kind of we're we're geeks that way. And he's like, I remember putting this book on the new arrivals on the new arrivals display. It never checked out. I took it off the new arrivals and it just sat there. Zero cirques zero checkouts and and he had to get rid of it because it's like it's not checking out we got it's got to go and it's like you know that money could have gone to something like somebody is really going to to read and enjoy and and obviously not everything is going to be a hit not everything is going to be a win a lot of this selection is a guessing game a lot of time although you can look at I mean I mean our acquisition staff they look at like reviews they look at you know popular what's popular now so there's like a movie coming out or a popular tv show or something in the news it's kind of a big deal mm-hmm. they'll they'll look at that um to, to determine what what they should buy uh but sometimes you, you know you can't not everything's a winner so it just it just happens but it kind of sucks when it does so coming back around to what patrons can do and what you know if there is something that you want to see in the library and even if it is, and I, and I will say this, even if it is uh, like an Amazon only published, like like, a, like an indie published book, because we have bought those, but that has come about because people requested them through the website. And, and that is one of the things that acquisition, our acquisitions librarians tell us all the time 
that if there's something that patrons are asking for that we don't have, patrons can fill out the, we call it suggest a purchase, and whatever your library system calls it, might be something similar, check the website, because mm-hmm. it should be there. And and it's not just like, oh, we're sending you to a form so you'll go away and not bug us. No. Our acquisitions librarians, they have told us time and time again, tell your patrons to request things through that suggest a purchase form because they look at that and they're like, oh, someone is requesting this. Somebody wants to read this. We should buy it because that is that feels like it's more money well spent rather than just, oh, this book, it got a good review in library journal sure we'll buy it and maybe that one will go out i don't know but it feels a little more personal when it's somebody in your community that's saying hey i want to read this book we don't own a copy mm-hmm. and and sometimes they won't buy it maybe they won't for whatever reason but they'll try to get it through interlibrary loan which is amazing um because there is a there's a service that we do uh it's called library at your door which is for homebound patrons uh, and so, like, if you can't get out of your house, and, and it's usually a lot of elderly people, but there are some younger people who maybe have, like, health issues, and it's hard for them to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. But we'll mail, we'll mail books to them. And I actually work with um, a couple. They'll call me every month or so and say, oh, here's the next, our next few books that we want to get. Most of what they want, I have to get through interlibrary loan because it's some stuff that's kind of obscure. But we'll do it. And it's all at no cost to, to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a budget for it, and we have a van. Yeah, Maple Library's got a van. They'll 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 you know they'll hand deliver That's if you because cool. the the mm-hmm. <laughs> my like my particular library. If you look at a map of Indiana, we have the Indiana like state library system, and there's usually mm-hmm. one for each county, and then. depending on the size of the county and there may be a couple different branches if they're a a big enough city within you Mm -hmm. know that that county the county i live in just south of indianapolis does have a branch for that county (laughs) but the way that the county the districting has been drawn out cuz our cuz i think our, the my library was here first before mm-hmm. the state system put in okay. their branch so the area that they service is this small ish circle in the county and that and it's based on and that's based on where you live i live Mm -hmm. in that circle and therefore i have to be a patron of this library i can't go Mm -hmm. to the other the the larger state system but they can do transfers from that system so that's the nice thing about it but it's just like Yeah, we have like the county library and all of the, those branches, but that's not my library because I happen to live in this neighborhood on this yeah. particular street. No, no, that it's funny. It's funny that you brought that up because it, and and with Indiana, I could see that because you guys, it, it, it's a distance thing. It's like you mm-hmm. guys, you guys are a little bit smaller, more and and there's more population, so so it makes more sense to have that. With Utah, it's like we have the Salt Lake metro area, big blank 
play space of nothing or mostly nothing so oh, they yeah. have their little sort of bookmobile libraries <laughs> and then down south they have like their little system so yeah. so we have the salt lake county system and my branch is like on the it's the furthest southeast you can get without going out of the county so we get a lot of people from the county just south of us utah county who come up but they have to pay a fee because they don't live in the county Mm-hmm. But they, they're all like, well, we like yours better because what happens is, and it's the way that, that Utah County is because it's bigger. They don't have a county system. Each town has their own library because they're more spread out. And they've got a mm-hmm. lot more rural area there. Like the further south you go, that's when it all starts to get more spread out. And so they can't really do a county or they don't want to. I don't know. So, so they'll, so like my, my brother-in-law and, and his family, they live in one, in one town, but they're actually, but, but the, the library in the next town over is actually closer to them than their town's library, but they can't use it without paying, uh, without paying for yeah, the, which I of, think I could, boundaries. if I wanted to, I could go to the, yeah. the state branch and uh-huh. apply for a card, but I would have to pay. Yeah. It's like 20 yeah. bucks or something like that because I don't technically well, live in their service area. Well, but that's uh, well, 20, even that is bucks, like compared to what you get, that's a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, it is. I know we had to mm-hmm. increase our, our fee and it just like people were like, what the crap? And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. gosh, but it kind of had to in be done. In general, so, though, your yeah. local branch is free. <laughs> so yeah. but again yeah. it can so vary but a lot of places it is free to get yeah. you just have to prove you live in their area yeah. and that usually means your address is on your your id or you know a bill or something so it's it's yeah. not it's not hard to do and so so what you know getting getting your library card uh, and there there are places like like i said i mean i i work for the biggest i think i think we're the biggest system in the state but like i grew up in Poda. It's just, and so my, growing up, my thing was we had the bookmobile, which Mm -hmm. was awesome. And, and my library growing up was the bookmobile library, which was just sort of where they stored the books when they weren't on the bookmobile, but they did have a library in there. And and it was like in the basement of the fire fire station or something. And, And she didn't like do story time or anything. She was just sort of a caretaker, but they did do summer reading, which was fine. I actually found a, a certificate that I got when I was nine years old, but when I did summer reading <laughs> that year, it was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, so even if you're like out further away, you know, the state library is supposed to like offer, you know, and there's, they have stuff online, but also they have bookmobiles that will come out. I, I know like bookmobile was always a big thing because they drive out just for our little, our little family. <laughs> We'd come out and pick a few books and they'd also go to the schools. And, and and stuff like that. So I had my bookmobile card. It was awesome. Um, and that's and now now that town they have their own full fledged library, which I'm, I remember when. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. So 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 going back to like, you know, you, you don't. It doesn't have to be just the the building where you go. All of the building is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. It can be it can be online. Like we we consider our databases or our ebooks or our all that other stuff, that's part of the collection. That is part of what you can do. And so, so yeah, so don't feel bad if like, oh, all I'm doing is the digital library. That's fine. 
that's the same as if you came and checked out 10 DVDs or something mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Or, um, yeah. So, so, you know, you're, you're not, not using the library because the website is, it's, they, they call it in our, in our statistic reports, they call it the, the, some of them called it, started calling it the digital branch, which I think is kind of cool. Other reports don't because they're not that hip. <laughs> but you know they, they they do that kind of stuff so it's a lot of fun so so yeah so if you for whatever reason don't want to come in or can't or you just want to do stuff online like you know just just download download all that stuff look at the databases the other one um so like there's creative bug done hoopla talked about libby i know of canopy i think the city has that one i haven't really but we don't have it i haven't really gotten a chance to mess around with it um linkedin learning is a big one um they're trying Mm -hmm. to push that one for so if you're like i'm making all these fun little kitschy geek things and selling them on etsy and business is going crazy and you want to kind of expand but you don't know how linkedin learning that Mm -hmm. one has courses about business stuff um there's also i need to learn how to uh, use excel to manage you know to manage my finances i don't know how to use excel there's also if you need like legal forms there's um what is it called we have a database that has all the the yolo or no nolo 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 (laughs) i'm really saying yolo yeah uh (laughs) i know what it looks like in my head because i've had to print off so many forms and it's not you know and it's just like people look at legal stuff and you know, you know not a lawyer not gonna give legal advice i just say like mm-hmm. here's the form you can print out and fill out and send to where you need it or they'll have contact information of you know legal mm-hmm. um organizations like especially people who maybe they, they can't afford it they can get in touch with uh legal advice that's pro bono so mm-hmm. so that's awesome and that's um, another thing you should think of too when you think about your local library you should almost think of the library itself as a database and the yeah, librarians kind of as your access to that database because yes you know the light you know librarians are very knowledgeable i mean most professional librarians have you know they went to school to learn how to be a librarian yes. there's a, such a yes, thing as library do. science um that's but what my, that's there's what my degree is, yeah there there's science. yeah there's some that uh you know if they if they don't if they don't have somebody there that is knowledgeable on something then odds are they can get you in touch with somebody who does yes but that like is, things that is like our, that is our forte yeah like like um like well this one it was a very extreme circumstance but when oh what was i read about it um one of the hurricanes in like the last you know five ten years or something like that that hit and um the what they they had I think they had to had to bring people from other branches in to help, but there was one branch library in the area oh, and they had they had specifically had people there to help people fill out like their insurance like and like mm-hmm. to get like help from like FEMA and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and there are some there are some branches like 
like this has kind of been my thing. Like this, and I, I honestly think this is why I became a librarian is because I have so many things. I'm like, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in that. I'm interested, and then I never really become an expert on it. But mm-hmm. it's that jack of all trades, master of none, and that's just kind of what I do. So mm-hmm. like, because you know, people, I'll start talking about something, and they're like, I had no idea you knew about that. I'm like, oh yeah, I just I read it in a book. Um, and that's kind of why I think librarianship kind of appealed to me because I don't have to know everything, but I do, I can know how to find help. And when we have like, we have like manuals filled up with like community resources for people who like, maybe they need, they need food or they need a place to stay or they need legal help or they need help with, you know, a variety of things. And, and one thing we do is we partner with uh, the Utah Food Bank. And some branches, like kids, especially have a lot of kids who come in after school because their parents are working a gazillion jobs because they mm-hmm. have to. Um, they do. It's called Kids Cafe. And they get like a little bag lunch. And it's, you know, it's not anything fancy. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they get they get something to eat. They get and they, and they have like a, a little activity in the afternoon. And it's like, it's nice because they have somewhere to go. They're not getting into trouble. They're and like like I had one teen librarian that I work with say it like this she's like yeah it's like they could they'll, they'll be in here and they can annoy us but at least they're not out you know annoying you know the cops or something like that yeah um and so it's like it's like I'd rather be at the library and be somewhere that's like safe and you know you're you know even if they're loud even if they're and playing it, video it, yeah. games it's like it's yeah it's exactly like it's like Again, depending on the branch, you know yeah. what they, you know what they have access to. It's not just like oh, you know, little Susie or you know, young mm-hmm. Johnny. It's like oh, you know, when you get out of school, you're gonna have to go to the library until mom and dad get home, and you know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not like oh, you know, I'm gonna have to sit there and read books. You're like, you don't have to be Matilda. No, uh, no, there's <laughs> they, like, a lot okay, of them. So- yeah, our teen area, they've got like multiple like video game mm-hmm. systems and they've got vr headsets and they've oh, got yeah. board games oh the, yeah the, the area for the smaller kids you know it's more mm-hmm. like kind of more montessori type so it's got a lot of hands-on yeah. stuff for them oh to, yeah we have to use we have, so we have toys out the wazoo and we, we just mm-hmm. started um for especially for the little kids we have a little we have a cabinet where they can ask us for a board game and they can play it and it's like and it's stuff like there's a deck of cards or there's you know connect four or there's a game that like is good for your math skills or sorting or stuff like that and i know the the branch that's that's north of us that's a lot bigger so the the i don't know if it was the city or if it was the department of transportation but somebody built a pedestrian bridge over the road in front of that library because the way okay so it's set up on the library itself is set up on a hill. Then you go down, there's the road, and then you go down the hill a little further. There's a junior high. Well, mm-hmm. the kids would be walking across that street, and it's a really busy street. So instead of having them use like the crosswalk and hike up the hill, they built a pedestrian bridge that went straight to the library. So that branch started seeing an influx of middle school kids who are. Uh, I'm going to be charitable here and say they're kind of a tough crowd. Um, And they would just have tons and tons of these kids come into the library and where they hadn't had before. Well, well, the the librarians there, um, especially the teen librarian, she started doing like gaming tournaments 
They always have a craft going on. And then the manager and the assistant manager figured out a way. It's like, okay, parents are going to come pick up their kids. So we're going to make like a drop-off lane, you mm-hmm. know, set cones out. So here's here, parents, here's where you go to come pick up your kid after school because, you know, they're at the library because you could get them right after school. So mm-hmm. it's like they're working with the community and they realize here's a need that we need to to address. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're making this a welcoming place. Like, oh, crap. You know, they could have been like, oh, crap. All, all these kids are going to be here and causing trouble and making a mess and everyone's going to be annoyed. Mm-hmm. Or they can say like, let's, you know, and they built up the teen section there and they all, there's always something going on after school. They always have an after school program every day. Mm-hmm. And it's for those kids to just, you know, have a place to be. And yes, there are some some instances, like the kids who are <clears throat> doing some inappropriate stuff on the front lawn where <laughs> everybody could see Kids them. are going to be kids. This is true. Especially and teenagers. You kind of <laughs> just deal with those situations as they come up. And that's why we yeah. have a behavioral, a behavior policy. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, co- I know we're kind of getting more into or less about the, the geek stuff but you know well, no, just, but I, I, I mean it's that's that's the thing is like you know it's a yeah. your 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 library can be a community hub and not just yeah. mm-hmm. a place where you pop in grab a few books couple dvds bada bing bada boom you're out it's like you know your kids can stay after school and you know that there's someplace safe and there's adult supervision and they're you know they're mm-hmm. keeping out of trouble i mean my city in the area outside of the library it was just like a grassy field that was like over it used to be soccer fields i think mm-hmm. belonged to a school that that they tore down um and and you know they could have done a lot of things with that but instead they put in walking paths and a really nice playground mm-hmm. so when the weather's nice you yeah know, some of those kids that you know come after school they can go out and play on the playground and then there's nice big you know grassy area where they can just kind of run around or do whatever and of course you know mm-hmm. if you're a pokemon go player there's lots of pokestops and gyms right there oh, so speaking of which and there's wi-fi so you can play pokemon go without worrying about Uh, using it for data yep that's true too i mean because they make because they make sure that the wi-fi at least extends out into the parking lot yes in fact that was one thing during the pandemic and even after like you know because on the on fridays and saturdays we close a little early but we'll tell people hey the wi-fi stays on at least an hour after we close so you can sit Mm -hmm. in the parking lot with your laptop if you need to finish up and we have a lot of people because where my branch is, it's a little more, it's more in a more affluent part of, of the valley. So we have public computers available and those people bring in their own laptops. So it's, it's kind of cool. In fact, the parents, uh, when they bring their kids in, that we used to have iPads that the kids could play with, but the parents got mad because they're like, we came here so we could get away from the screen. So we got rid of the iPad, but we have a lot of toys. And we have a lot of, you know, games and stuff, like I said before. And so I want to I want to go over a couple of things. So one of my favorite things about what I do personally is I do story times and actually do them every, every Monday morning. And um, and it's really cool because I do a baby story time and I do a preschool story time. But my favorite thing about about doing baby story time is we do like 15 minutes of we, we do rhymes, we do songs and then we read a story and then I get toys out and let them play. 
and it's just it's babies from newborn to like 18 months roughly well it's like when you're a new parent or you know you have little kids and you're like you're just so you, you want to get out of the house you need mm-hmm. adult conversation you need someone who gets what's going on and I have had so many adults so many grown-ups so many parents grandparents whoever come in and they just talk to each other about what they're going through like how do I figure out this new baby or you know parents who've like this is my third kid oh you know yeah. you do this and this oh Ask let's me set anything. up a play date <laughs> yeah it's like let's set up play dates our kids are, are being friends this is so cool and and that kind of thing. and I and I just kind of sit back and watch that happen. I'm like, oh, my heart, I'm doing, you know, we're, you know, this is this is what this is for. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, you're learning about early literacy. Yes, you're learning about how to help your child succeed in life. But also, you're getting to like, you're, you're, this is good for you too because you're not just because you get it's so easy to get lost in the drudgery of changing diapers, feeding time, nap time, all this stuff, and just to be able to get out and do something that isn't being stuck in your house is amazing. So I, you know, as, watching as, Bluey as for the 500th time. <laughs> yes. Although Bluey, Bluey has its charms. I will say that. Uh, Bluey is now on Disney plus for those in the United States who don't know. Uh, yes. And it is, it's, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, um, but yeah, but kind of in that same vein. So when I started, at uh, at my branch and we were kind of starting from scratch because it was still the pandemic and like so many things had gotten canceled and we're out of the the habit of doing things and my manager said like look you can do whatever program you want when we start back up doing programs again because it's like a fresh slate so take advantage of this and I was like I love playing Pokemon Go but it's a lot more fun with a group and I don't know how Mm -hmm. to find a group I'm gonna do a Pokemon Go club because we are right next to a park and it's a really big thing with a lot of stops and gyms and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. I know a lot of people have quit playing the game, but I'm going to see, I'm going to open this up and see what happens. And that's basically what I did. And two years later, I have the greatest group of probably about, I want to say like 10 to 12 year olds. Some are a little older, some are a little younger. And it's so, so much fun because I mean, and their parents come with them. And what we do is we meet and we kind of like get, get going like, okay, we're going to go walk around the park. And I made them little lanyards with our, with our Pokemon Go club thing. And then they get badges for every month they come. So, and it's all the Pokemon types. So, and what's fun is that because we are such a big branch and because we get patrons from all over, even though my branch is kind of one of the ones that's the most out of the way. We will, I will get people who are like searching on the website, like, I want to do a Pokemon thing. So they search Pokemon on our calendar and they see all the Pokemon programs. Well, then they see mine's the only Pokemon Go program because there's like Pokemon Club and the training cards and whatever. So they're mm-hmm. like, oh, they actually play Pokemon Go. And if you know about Pokemon Go, if you want to do like the big legendary raids or mm-hmm. you know, trade with people or make friends, you got to have a big group. And it's so much, and, and and for these kids, and I've had the parents come and say, I don't know a dang thing about this game, and I know my kid likes to play it. None of none of their friends at school do, but then we meet all these other kids who are roughly their same age. In fact, there's one one girl who lives close to my library, comes with her grandma, I want to say, 
And then another one who was like out on the west side of the valley drove out to my library because they were because we were doing this. And 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 so it was like this this mom and her daughter came out and these two girls just hit it off. Best friends. Nice. And they're from very, you know, vastly different like you know, different kind of background, different place where they live. They don't go to the same schools. But they were they were getting so and like we walk and and we just walked this whole big loop. I think it was about a half hour to walk around the park. And I can just hear them just chattering, just just gabbing to themselves about like, oh, did you catch this? And then they'll talk about things like, you know, favorite movies, favorite this, favorite that. And they're just like, you girls are adorable. <laughs> it just kind of, it's like, you know, that whole, my heart, it just is like bursting. And I didn't know yeah. what was going to happen with this program. It, but it's just so exciting, and like every month I do my monthly report because you know that's like how they know what what we're doing, what's going on, and I'm just like, this month the Pokemon Go Club, these two girls became best friends, and it made me so happy. <laughs> so it was so cool. So so all of that, I just I just love to gush about it. Um, but it's just it's just it's just fun, and uh-huh. I will say for for people out there who are like, well, that's great, but my library doesn't have anything that cool. Or my library, I wish they could do this. Or I want to start this kind of a club or have a class or something. Really easy. Tell you, go tell I'm them. Gonna, go tell them. Go tell librarians. Because like I said- Even better, people, if you could volunteer, do so. Yes. Yes, we <laughs> mm-hmm. need volunteers. And some libraries, they will have what's called an advisory board. Um, we have a teen advisory board, or we try to. So sometimes teens age out, and we got to get new ones. But I know that some libraries will have ones for adults. Yeah, keep up with what's try, Yeah, and they'll try to do one for kids, but that one's a little trickier to do. But this is a group of people, and, and in the case of the teens, they're like, okay, what do you guys want to do? What kind of programs do you want to have? And and they'll like come up with ideas. And kids work into with, these with, days. Yeah, it's like, what do you guys want to do? Oh, you know, we'll do. You know, or, or, you know, you'll get to maybe help out because we just had our big Halloween spooktacular, which is basically a carnival. Mm-hmm. And we'll get the, we'll get the teen advisory board or tab is what we call it, um, to come and they're like, you guys can do a booth or something or do a game and they'll come up with the most insane stuff and it's really cool. Uh, but they'll like, but, but it's like, here, you guys take ownership of it. You plan it. The library will, will sponsor it because again, we want to do things that people are going to enjoy. And just like with, with the books and like I'm buying these books and maybe people will check them out, maybe they won't. But if I know that there's an interest in something here, then mm-hmm. I'm going to be more motivated. Like I want this to be awesome. I want this to work out because when, because I have planned programs that like one or two people showed up to and you're like, well, I'll do it for, for you because you actually came. I do wish we could have gotten more people. <laughs> but um but, but libraries like we have a budget we have you know we have spaces that, that we can book we, we can reserve we have these things and and our our system actually has a programming department that has like supplies that maybe we can't keep at the branches like they have like a rocket launcher and they have a giant life-size chess set um mm-hmm. they have i mean there's there's just so many things they have yoga mats 
they have Legos, they have 3D doodlers, which are like, they're kind of like 3D print pens. Um, they have robot kits, so mm-hmm. you can build your own robots. Um, so it's like, just ask, because you don't know what the library has, has available. Or, you know, some again, like we're at the end of the budget year, and we're like, what do we want to buy? What are people going to use? But if we have an idea of like, oh, so-and-so asked about this, Maybe we can try to see if we can get something to do that or, or things like that. Like librarians, we, we have our own ideas and we can come up with some pretty cool stuff. But I'm just one person. <laughs> and right. there's some things I just can't think of on my own. And I would never occur to me to think. And, and oh, you're not maybe... John. You're not John Q. Public either. So you, it's like you don't That's know true. what the, the person yeah. who lives six blocks away might want. That's true. And. This is the funny thing, I will tell you, because where our library is, like we're near the park, we're also near the senior center. In fact, we share a, a, a parking lot with the senior center. So we do a lot of, we do, we do a, a, our, our public services library, and she does a book club at the senior center, which is great. Um, but but the, the, the library system did a recent, is like a population demographic study about each of the service areas. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that our, branches um where where my branch is the the demographic is like it because we get a lot of little kids and a lot of senior citizens at the library just because of where we are um but our the our city that we're in the demographic is uh mid-30s your average is like mid-30s uh not married working in tech because we're really close to where all the tech companies are um very affluent which I, I knew that that was a given um and it's like so it's basically don't get mad at me but this is the term the tech bros those mm-hmm. are who live in our town and i'm like well how do we cater to them how do we get them to come and it's kind of like i don't know because <laughs> i'm not one of i'm not in that that social circle I don't mm-hmm. know a lot of them, and honestly, a lot of them kind of just, I don't know. But at the same time, I'm like, I also don't want to go chasing this demographic if I've got this demographic that is coming, and I don't want to just be like, oh, I'm going to ignore you because i got to go chase these guys who may or may not have any interest in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But if I can, but, but you know, and we're do. I mean, we're not like completely ditching what's working in favor of oh they said we got to go get these these this other demographic to come in but we are working with some outreach that we can do outreach um we're getting we're doing a lot of stuff like with our our local the city council so they've been mm-hmm. so spreading some things with us and like we're you know getting feedback from them and they're like well could the library do x y and z with us and like oh that might be fun or like every year they do it's um, the town's called Draper. I should just say so. Um, and every day in the park, which is right next to us, they do its Draper Days, which is basically like big Fourth of July. Although it's not during the Fourth of July, but it's like they have car shows, they have the Miss Draper contest, they have a parade, they have mm-hmm. a five k, they have all this stuff. It's like, well, why doesn't the library do something? And like, we'll probably end up doing something like that. I know we've been in the parade before, um, but like doing like 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 getting people to know that we're there and maybe that'll work. But at the same time, I'm like all my little, my little regular people who come, it's so fun to see them. And then 
but then on the same and the same in that same vein today, like I said, I do I do story time. Today was Monday. I did uh, Baby and Me, which I said, like I said, was my baby story time. I had, and this includes adults and children, seventy one people in there. Wow, which is a lot. Wow, a lot. You that know, is a lot. I, I was not expecting that many, and a handful were some of my regulars, but most of them were new people. I don't know what made them come today. I have no idea. Maybe it was just because it was a little colder. Maybe people just threw, maybe it was like a, a mom group that, that figured out that we were here or something. They came and they had fun. And it was a little overwhelming for me, but I was okay with that because they were, I didn't, I, I don't know. It just, it, I, I just had to adjust and I did fine. And it was mm-hmm. great. And everybody said they loved it. And I'm just like, I don't know where all they, where the help came from, but I'm really glad that they did because you should find out. I should find, I was going to ask, but it was like, because I was like doing playtime and I'm running this way and running that way. And kind of, yeah, it was, it was chaos. It was if you see chaos. it, if they, if they come again, like if you see some of the I same faces, you can be like, uh, how'd you find out? Like, like, we're glad you're here. It's like, but. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. I'm curious how how you how you how did you end up here? here? <laughs> how did you end up here? I'm so I gotta know. Um, yeah. so anyway, I know I'm just kind of blathering on about this, but this is this is what I do. This is my yeah. Thing. No, I mean I told I totally get it. Like my uh, you know, one of the like I said for the longest time I didn't go to my local library, but one of the times that I did before mm-hmm. I became such a fanatic was <laughs> 10 years ago they had a doctor who day and i just oh, happened yeah. to see it posted or something mm-hmm. somewhere so i made sure to go that day and they were showing episodes of doctor because this is right leading into the 50th mm-hmm. so yeah uh, our- you know i went and they were showing episodes of doctor who and they were doing doctor who crafts and mm-hmm. you know at the time, I wore like the one Doctor Who shirt I owned because I was <laughs> still fairly newish to the fandom. Um, and, uh, but you know, since then, I've seen them do like they've done like pair like uh, the library after dark where mm-hmm. they've had like music and like finger foods and they've had adult beverages and it's just for the adults. And they mm-hmm. get to they they have the run of the library and can kind of play with whatever. And they also brought in some like games and like I think like a mobile laser tag. <laughs> yeah, I think we I think we've got one of those. Yeah, so like yep. I've seen them do that. Um, there was one time where I I went into the library because I needed to go to the library, but it also just so happened that they were doing uh, a community um where they were like because it you know some of the libraries they will sell you know stuff mm-hmm. that they're not going to keep anymore but sometimes there's stuff that, that can't be sold so they'll just give it away yeah and that's what they were doing is they had piles of stuff that they knew they couldn't sell but they still wanted to get rid of and not have it go to a dumpster or anything mm-hmm. so they were they had piles of those books and people could just grab you know whatever they wanted but at the same time they were also doing um they had cakes and cupcakes from various local bakeries for people to eat just cause <laughs> so it's like you know come pick up a come pick up a, a free book and have a cupcake 
Have a while you're at it. Do it. So it's like, or uh, was it this earlier this year? Or maybe it's next year. It was definitely during the summer. I remember it being hot. Um, again, I came to the library because I needed to. <laughs> and outside, it looked like like Shakespearean era like had just taken over the parking lot there there was a person with this giant contract uh, this giant like spit where they were roasting meat and they had a little the little oven and there was a chicken on a leash tied to a tree and there were people like grinding like corn and then there were over in the grass there were people sword fighting and some of the guys were wearing like actual like armor and chain mail and it's this it's the society of creative acronisms which is a like a a national like group of people who are fans of like the 16 i think it has to be like 1600s and back i think um but they'll do like jousting and show you how they prepared food at the time period and that they make their own time period accurate clothing and they were just they were doing this out in the parking lot they were also doing stuff inside but i completely missed it uh but you know it's it's a they're not connected to the library but it's a local like club Mm -hmm. that was all like hey we want to show off some of the stuff we do and maybe get new members can we utilize your space and the library is like sure you can use this one room inside and take over the parking lot you know tie a chicken to a tree and it was it was the most wild thing because it's like i just went to the library to pick up something i had on hold and the next Mm -hmm. thing you know i'm talking to you know a guy about like plate armor (laughs) so you know it's just you just never know so so i kind of have similar stories to that but uh so one of one of our branches it's actually kind of our main admin branch i guess Mm -hmm. um is it's also attached to our big event center and this was built like oh more than 10 years more than 10 years ago but they built it so that they could have big huge events and and so we do a lot of big things and one of them that i did i and jared and i have both been on the committee for this is ToshoCon, which I, i've mentioned before when i've been on the podcast and it's the anime convention for teens and it's so it was so funny because we took up so so we have vendors and it's mostly teens who are like selling stuff so it's like the first opportunity they get to make things and sell them make a little bit of money um and, and because it's the event center, because our, our system, they've got some, because we're under the county umbrella, there's some real strict policies about buying and selling. But if it's at the a Viridian event center, it's okay, because it's an event center. Uh, they have <laughs> it's an event. So, <laughs> an event. so it's like a convention, you know? So we take up the whole lobby with all of the vendors, and then we have the, the rooms, like, kind of down the rest of the center, where there's, like, panels and gaming and crafts and a couple other things and, and then we, we do you know, the cosplay contest. And it was so funny because the lobby was like so you have the lobby in the middle and on one side is the library and then upstairs is the administration with their offices. And the other side is the, the Viridian Center. 
So people who are walking into the library, just, you know, they're going to, they're walking, so they go to the library side, and they're looking, and they're like, all these kids in cosplay, and, you know, with, with the wigs, and the and the makeup, and the fake weapons, and all this stuff, and they're looking at, like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> and and we also had a few things going on in the library side, because that, that particular branch blessed them. Sometimes they end up just kind of being overflow for our big things, especially Toshokan. So we had a scavenger hunt going on in there. Um, and there's just kids running around in their cosplay and just doing all that stuff, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it was so cool because, like, people will ask, like, well, what is this? But it, And we had to, like, be really strict. Like, this is just for teens. And it was funny because we give them all wristbands so to you know, make sure they've checked in and everything. Well, the parents, you know, because it, it goes all the way down to age 12. So we consider the, the 12-year-olds to be part of the teen group. So, and there's some parents, which I get, they don't want to just leave, let their 12-year-old run around by themselves. So, but we're like, okay, now your parent has to, you, you know, you, you got, you know, your parent has to stay with you. You can't have any unsupervised adults in the <laughs> convention. And the parents all get a kick out of that. So they get their own wristband to make sure like, okay, yeah, we know that this parent is here, this adult. And so that's, that, that's always fun. So yeah, that, that reminded me of that. And then the other one that I, I wasn't on the committee, but I helped on, on a day was um, Owl Camp, which Rachel actually has a picture of in the PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the lobby, we it, so it's it's Harry Potter themed, although we kind of budget a little bit to get away, get away. Um, copyright. <laughs> copyright infringement. But it's Harry Potter. Like, come on. Um, yeah. So and it's a it's not a fooling anybody. <laughs> no, we're not fooling anybody. And it's fun. Um, so, you know, we're all dressed up. And what it is, it's for, like, kind of that, it's like, well, 12 and older. So it, it is sort of, but what we're talking about. Hogwarts age. 11. <laughs> yeah, Hogwarts age. So I guess actually 11 and up. But I think there's some slightly younger kids, but we, because it's so popular, they have to split it up by age group. And then they do, um, so like, like, so they do, so we, we invite uh, uh, the local aviary and the, the so cool. gardens. Yeah, at the University of Utah, um, they come down. Who else is there? Oh, Clark Planetarium. So the Planetarium came. So you have and, you have like literal subject matter experts. Yes, yes. So we have <laughs> we have subject matter experts. So there's the Tracy Aviary, which like birds and stuff like that. So so they like so so that one was so, so they do classes throughout the day, and they get sorted into their houses, and the house that they get into is shows what the classes are. And the day that I went, and I was just supposed to like herd my little my little second years around. So I was I was the, the house mom for Griff, for the Griffin house, not, not Gryffindor, Griffin house. <laughs> um, and I just had to make sure that everybody is you know playing nice. I could give out house points. I could take away house points. So we had the whole house point thing going on. Um, and it was, and then they have a common room which they can do. We actually had a had a guy, and I I, I know him because he he works for the system, and he, he's this he's he's pretty awesome. He he did he does a mean Gilderoy Lockhart, and by mean I mean like he looks just like it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he was there signing autographs in the common room, and they did like a, a a gnome toss, so they like had to swing the gnomes over their heads and chuck them, and they got prizes for that. Um, it was like a scavenger hunt, but yeah, so we had. 
so it was like so they did herbology which was the the red view gardens which are up at the university of utah so they like do you know they, they talk about different plants and what and they could they made a little oh crap what's it called it's like like a little thing for like a crawling plant to to grow and crawl up around so they do that like in a, in a herbology sort of a class and they did divination with eggs and they like and so the aviary the people from there taught them like um the parts of the egg and this is what this is and like you know and things like that so like and how and then they had bird skeletons and feathers like how to identify birds and then um trying, oh and then the, then the museum of natural uh, of uh, natural history came out and they've had the planetarium in years past i don't think they had them this year uh, but it's like it's a way for we're doing a Harry Potter themed activity, a program, but they're also learning science and biology and mm-hmm. and all these different things. So it's still it's fun and we make it entertaining for them. But they're also learning. Um, oh, that's OK. That's what it was. That's what the a museum did. They did uh, building prosthetics for birds. So they talked about how like. They've 3D printed um, beaks and talons and things for birds who like lost them for whatever reason. And they're like, okay, here's how you're going to try to engineer something. And they give them like straws and pipe cleaners and I mean, just, just stuff. So they're, they're learning how to, how to build so it's like structural engineering for how, okay, now this bird has to survive. So how is this bird going to use this, this, this beak prosthetic to, to pick up you know, it's food or, or defend mm-hmm. itself or things like that. Um, this was clear back in June. So I'm like trying to remember all the stuff we did, but yeah, the, the, the lobby was decorated to be like the great hall and oh my gosh, they just went all out. And everybody who came to work that day or you know, came to work, work at the event had to be dressed up in some way. I had my Hogwarts robe and it was fun. It was just so much fun. And they're, then the kids were learning stuff. And again, all three, this was free for our for our patrons out because our camp is so popular and it would be a nightmare if it was just come you know come you know just come on that day they have to free register. for all <laughs> yeah they can't do a free for all that's just, there's just no way but they have to register um because and then they have to be told what day they're coming because it's it's all age based you know based on your age because the the stem um subject matter is you know geared toward the 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 state curriculum in schools and stuff like that so it's like supporting what the schools are doing and it's during the summer so you know i mean there's like a million and one camps that you can send your kids to Mm -hmm. but this one free f-r-e-e free Mm -hmm. i cannot stress that enough because it floors me how many times people come into the library and ask about a program, and they're like, well, does it cost? And it's like, no. <laughs> Even if you don't live in, in, in our service area, and, and like, in a, like, you can come to a program. You can come to an activity. You don't have to have a library card to come to, mm-hmm. to like, a, you know, anything, any, any of the things we do. I, I know if you want to check out something or, you know, rent the room or, or whatever, though, that, you know, that you do have to have a card for. But even if you, like, know somebody who has a card and they can book the room and you guys can go do whatever you want to do, that's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stand there, you know, the group just comes in and says, hey, we have the room booked. I'm like, okay, 
I, you know, as long as the person who reserved it is there, uh, I let them in and people come. And I don't stand there like, do you have a library card? Do you have a library card? Do you have a library card? <laughs> I just, I don't because there's, there's no point. Mm-hmm. But we'll have like author visits and, and, and things like that. And we get, so when, like when we did ToshoCon even, we had kids come from other counties in the state. They're, you know, they, they came up from all over the place because they knew that this was happening and it's just for them. It's just for the teens. It's not adults. And because sometimes, you know, Comic Con, Fan X can be intimidating. But mm-hmm. if this is just for the teens, it, it's smaller, but it works and it's fun. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you're, you know, um, and I know I've kind of, you know, talked about my system because obviously that's the one I know. I know best, but for you know anybody wherever you are, your library is free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if if I mean if there ever is a charge like with the 3D printing and stuff like that, it's probably just to cover the cost of materials. And even then, it doesn't. Your your whatever you're paying is not the whole cost of materials because we have money budgeted for that, and it's, mm-hmm. it's just there's a little bit to offset it and that kind of thing. And I know, you know, fines or, you know, lost items and stuff like that. And that stuff happens. And even when you have a fine, I know our our circulation staff, like they are really good about working with people. They'll they'll they, they are they are authorized to waive fines using their best judgment in the situation. And, you know, sometimes, you know, life happens. It it mm-hmm. does. And if you can if you know but, you know, the, the fees, I, I feel like, are just kind of a, hey, we've got to share all this, you know, all these things. And it wouldn't be fair if you just kept that book forever mm-hmm. and ever and ever. So uh, it, uh, to me, it's like, it just is kind of a way to encourage, bring it back when you're done. Or even if you're not done, please bring it back still. Because especially... Somebody else might want it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, one thing... One thing I know uh, that, that it's we a did, finite number of books to go around. <laughs> that is true, and we can only get so many. But one thing yeah. I, I that we have is is the schools around where I, you know where where my branches, well, even other places in the valley, they will say, okay, the, everybody's going to read this one book over the summer because you're going to be quizzed on it when you come back to school, and it's like, okay, we have like five copies in the whole system could you have told us that we were doing this so so yeah so that one sometimes the schools kind of don't think things through because they just think oh the library will have it yeah you got like thousands of high school students who are all fighting over the same handful of copies of whatever the book is so it's like um tell us tell us in advance because we can actually order those so, mm-hmm. so here's another thing. If anybody is like on, you know, you know, working with schools or plans to have some kind of project where the kids all have to read the same book, let your local library know, like in the spring or even in January, because they can buy the book. They just need enough notice. So, because again, that that goes back to we want to spend money on things that are actually going to get used or that are you know that are needed. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I told we we, we had a, a meeting with um uh, the school librarians in our service area, and I just told them I'm like, look, if any of the teachers or you know one of your grades 
wants them to all read the same book, please let us know. Because we can get those. We just need to know about it in advance. And, I, and I'm like, I am this close. Like, I got to track down the PTA president because y'all are doing your own battle of the books and you didn't tell us. And now we've got everybody coming for the same list of books. And I'm like, oh, we could have done this better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway, that's just that's just one of my gripes. Like I said, this is about this is about, you know, me sharing some of the behind the scenes shenanigans of of libraries and but you know library, really library life <laughs> library life um but you know yeah i mean communicate talk to your librarians you know may, maybe there's one or two who, who seem a little gruff and you get a little intimidated by it. go talk to the children's librarians because we're nuts and we're a lot of fun <laughs> it's like i i haven't seen the barbie movie unless they somebody... just had 70 people at baby story time <laughs> yes 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 i did it was fun, but oh boy. Um, but I, I haven't seen the Barbie movie, but I do know about Weird Barbie. And somebody said, somebody put out a meme that was like, "Yeah, here's the veteran children's librarian, and it's Weird Barbie with all the, the glitter and the stuff yep. on her face and everything." I'm like, "Yep, that's accurate. Yep. That is accurate." Weird Barbie <laughs> was probably a children's librarian in a past life. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like looking at looking at all like we've got markers and stickers and and glitter and all the fun stuff and puppets. That's mm -hmm. so weird. Anyway, the library's just got all sorts of fun. I remember, I remember. I think it was correct me if I'm wrong, you I think it's when you were was it when you were working at the library. You just have to be living re really close to your local. But I remember you like go to your library and get like a whole bunch of books and then you post a picture of you with your bag just stuffed full as you're walking home with your stash. Oh yeah, I remember that. She's like Matilda, except she didn't have the wagon. She just, she's just like, look, all yep. the stuff I just got from the library. Also, I have some weeks like that, depending on uh -huh. when, when my requests come in. Sometimes they come in all at once. Right. <laughs> like, I've that, got five million movies to watch in the next week. <laughs> so so I I maintain another reason I became a librarian is because if I went to work at a bookstore, I would never bring home my paycheck. Because yeah. well, I would, but it would all be books. So yeah. so what I what I found out, if you feel like retail therapy is like your therapy, you can trick yourself into thinking that you're going shopping for new books and new stuff. You go to the library and check out, like, just go look at the new arrivals display and, like, oh, this, I like this cover. This one looks good. Mm -hmm. You go browse back here and find, and then you leave with, you know, 50 books and you haven't spent a dime. Now, will you read all those books? I don't know. That's up to you. <laughs> but, uh, there, there, but yeah, there have been times when I'm just like, this one looks good. This one looks good. I have been known to kind of like, well, while I'm while I'm going through some of the new arrivals or or some of the other stuff, or if I see it on a display and I'm like, ooh, this looks good, and I just kind of you know stick it on my cart. Oh, I'll check that out later. And then you know, ten books later, I'm like, I may have overestimated my mm -hmm. <laughs> my ability to <laughs> to get through all this stuff, but it's okay. It's totally okay because all it all it cost me, well, was you know the bus spot on my cart. Carry it. <laughs> Pretty much. Carry on. Like I, I, I bought a bigger, 
uh, like a bag, a, a bigger bag, so I could carry all those books. But it still isn't big enough. I still am like <laughs> trying to shove everything in there. Um, so yes, librarians are not immune from from over checking out. And no, I have not read all the books in the library. Would that I had that kind of time, but I don't. <laughs> but that's what Novelist is for, which is a, a yet another database that tells you all about all the different books that you have in your system. So, you know, if you need a read-alike, we have, yeah. I don't know, we have novelists. I'm sure there's other ones. But, yeah, again, check your web, check your library's website. Or go mm -hmm. ask your library. Because we know all about this stuff. We don't get to talk about it quite mm -hmm. as much as we probably should. It should be nice, yeah. But, yeah. If, you, if you're oh. not... Like if you if you if there's something you're looking for, like a, a database or a, a resource or something, you can ask. Yep. Or if you just like you want to get the four one one with what's going on at your your library, you could be like, hey, if I just come in, is there somebody I could I I mean when I was when I originally got the idea for this presentation. That's what I did is I emailed my mm -hmm. library and I was like, if I come in, is there somebody I can talk to? And that's exactly what happened. I scheduled the time I came in. She gave me a full mm -hmm. tour from bottom nice. floor, top, bottom, inside out. And yep. told me about like all the, all the things that, you, you know, again, that I, even though I had been going to the library I did not no realize clue. was was there like we've got mm -hmm. uh you know mine's got uh you know obviously books dvds books on tape although i'm sure most of those are probably on cd but still blu-rays mm -hmm. you know they've got comic books and mangas yep. in the in the teen section they've got uh board games and like bundles they they created like theme bundles that you could check out for like family mm -hmm. game night so it can be like a board game and like an, a, a movie that's kind of themed to go with it yeah um they've got that they've got they've got tools like stuff you can check out so that you're not having to buy it so if you're like uh -huh. i need a soil meter to test my soil, but I don't want to buy one and I have no place to rent one. My library, you can check one out or a telescope. Are, yeah. Oh yeah. We have <laughs> telescopes. We are, we call it the library of things. Yeah. And it's stuff like <laughs> telescopes. We have Chromebooks. Oh, this is the coolest one. And I actually put it in my notes, but I need to, I need to mention it. So we have a collection. It's called preserve the memories and it's things like, and it's stuff like, you know, you have all those old home movies or film negatives or stuff like that. And it's like, this is like precious, irreplaceable stuff. But it's, if it's just sitting in your attic and it's going to, you know, wear out, deteriorate, or mm. deteriorate, you want it, you know, this is, you know, graduations, weddings, birthdays, all that kind of stuff. And you want to, we have equipment that you can, you know, depending on what you need, you can, you can check out. And you can digitize all that stuff. And my and and one of one of the ones that we have is, in fact, if you have VHSs, um, we have a machine that will hook up to your computer and will digitize your VHS. Which I am not going to confirm nor deny that that would work on your videotape of the original theatrical release of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that, or any other VHS for that matter. 
So, so we have that, um, it, you know, and it is marketed as, you know, you know, digitizing your, your, you know, photos, home movies and stuff like that, but it kind of could have other uses as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, we have that, we have Chromebooks, we have hotspots, which was really helpful when I was living with my in-laws and our internet went out one day and my, my mother-in-law really needed it because what did she, oh, she was having a, a, some meeting for work. I can't remember what it was now, but we were kind of desperate. So I ran down, it was on my day off and I, I called down to my branch and I said, Hey, do we have a hotspot available? Yes. I'm coming down to get it. <laughs> so we, so we had, and, and it gives you internet connection as long as you have a cell signal. And again, so you don't have to use your, your phone hotspot, which is going to drain your, your, your data. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, but this one, the library has a budget for it. They're paying for it. So, and it's, it's for you to check out. Um, we have story time to go. So there's these little backpacks that have like themed story times for kids and they love them because it's like, I got my own backpack. Mm-hmm. And it says there's like some toys, some books, like a little, you know, noisemaker, and they all have themes. There's nature kits that, you know, and and they change with the seasons. And those, um, again, going back to uh, Tracy Aviary, which is our local uh, aviary, and and our and our zoo, I think does a few of them. Um, so they'll change it out. Like you can go chase butterflies, and you know, this shows you how to catalog them, or tells you what kind of, or you know, bird watching depending on the season, or the next one coming up is the winter time, so it's like here we're gonna examine snowflakes and how the snowflakes form, and here's all these tools that you can use to to do all these like kind of science experiments, which is really popular, especially with with homeschool groups, because we have a fair amount of those, and it's so it's like you know we're trying to to kind of reach out to all these different people, um, and they're always we're oh and we just added GoPros to the library of things, so we've got the those. Um, one of the branches has therapy lamps because it's going to be winter time and, you know, sun is not as plentiful as it was back in July. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one, that one's brand new. And I mean, they're just uh, the, the acquisition librarian. It's just, she just, it feels like every couple of months, she's just adding something new. She sends out an email saying, Hey, we have this new, this new item in the library of things. And it's just like, Holy crap. I, I don't think we've gotten to tools yet, but that one is just a matter of time, I swear. Like mm-hmm. there's gonna be a ban there's gonna be a there's gonna be a hacksaw in there somewhere. Or whatever, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, because it's like if you if it's something you need for like one time use, you're oh, yeah. not gonna go to the hardware store and drop down a bunch of money for something you're literally only going to use once and there are some places you can rent some of that stuff but again it's It's not necessarily inexpensive and it may not be convenient yeah but if you could just pop into your library and be like hey you know maybe it's Mm -hmm. like i don't know you you got uh, a check engine light that came on your on your mm-hmm. car and you can't you know places like autozone they'll check it for you but maybe you're not near one or mm-hmm. you can't get to what you know for whatever reason my library's got like that thing that you hook up to your car and it reads the code oh. and tells you tells you what the code is oh nice so it's like yeah yeah you know. yeah oh well speaking of car maintenance we also have the chilton's database or it's like a database that has all the chilton's um maintenance manuals and you can so instead of just instead of checking out that great big huge uh, car repair manual 
you mm-hmm. can just print off the one page you need about, you know, checking the battery or, or replacing the battery or, or doing an oil change or whatever. So that's nice. Um, so, so yeah, so there's just, just, this is this is my it's, other it's, big it's, thing. Yeah, it's like it's it seems so random that you're like at the mm-hmm. library, really. But it's like, yeah, no, oh, yeah. that's that's. I mean, that's the thing is, it's like people, you know, like I say, the people in like the the Reddit are like, is it okay if I do this? And the, the librarians are like, yes, that's that's please, why it's what do. we budget for. And the thing uh-huh. is, it's like if you know if, if it's your local library, you're living in their service area you're helping pay for it anyway in some you, form you of are. local taxes yes. so it's like and, and i will pay for it this. use it yes this <laughs> this is the one thing i will say because we all hear about you know government overspending and what are our tax dollars doing and they're spending on stupid crap and this and that the library is the one thing that you are guaranteed that your tax money and, I, and I'm and I'm speaking as both a librarian and a taxpayer and all these things. I mm-hmm. take that seriously. I take that as someone has paid this money. Yes, they had to. Yes, it stinks because I hate tax day just as much as the next person. But I take that seriously as I don't want to just waste this on something dumb that isn't going to get used. I want mm-hmm. to, you know, be a good steward of that money. And there's and every other librarian that I've worked with has expressed similar sentiments. It's like. This is money that has been entrusted to us to do something with that is going to benefit our community. And, and yes, we get people complaining about, oh, why is this book in here or this thing or that thing or, and, and you know, we can go and, and, you know, censorship has been like, it's, 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 it's the dead horse that won't stop getting. Um, people have been trying to censor stuff since yeah. the day that but, Gutenberg. You know, yeah, the printing press. Although, if although not before, some, some of the some of the way that that, that the ALA, which is the American Library Association, that has has promoted it, I there I I have some beef with that, but that's that's a me thing, um, just because they're they're not very they're not very even about how they they handle that um, depending mm. on certain things. And and I have talked they to are, parents. The, I have the, the ALA though, the American Library Association. They are a very good resource though for a they, lot they of are. things. They are. There there are there are some things and and some of the way that they talked about how parents because there there are concerns especially in schools, but but a school library and a public library are two very different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually do agree. It's like, you need to have age appropriate things in your school library, but a public library, because this was always, okay, maybe I will get into this. Because when I learned about banned books week and it was at my school and they were like, Oh, someone doesn't want you to read Harry Potter. Well, it wasn't Harry Potter back then because Harry Potter wasn't published yet. Cause it was, this was before, right before Harry Potter, I think, but I'll just use that as an example. But I'm like, but you could go to someone's house and read it, or you could, or you could, you know, go to the, go to the bookstore and buy it. Or, you know, like we had the book orders that we could, that we could order from the classic book order, the book fair and stuff like that. It's like, it's not a banned book because you can still get it. But then there were some books that like a few years ago that like, you know, cancel culture were coming after and they were actually pulled from publication and ALA did, said nothing about any of that. So that part pissed me off. So mm. I'm just kind of like, you better apply what you're saying to about these parents who are mad that that there's, you know, 
uh, you know, sexually explicit content in their elementary school or middle school libraries, you better you better apply that same passion for sense for anti censorship that you do with this other mm. bullshit. So you know, with, you know, Twitter screeching about certain books that were that were they were pressuring the authors and the publishers to pull for publication, and they never did. So that that part that you know, just out, you know, if you're gonna you know. Censorship is censorship, and I don't care who it is or what you're coming from or who or, or what, what the concern is, because one of these is not like the other. But anyway, mm. that's for a different thing. Where was I? Um, that being anyway, said, though, if you do said, have concerns, you can and, take and we, those to yes. the people at the library. Yes. But do, do it nicely. Not, <laughs> do it nicely. And I will say, if any of my fellow librarians are listening, I would plead with you. I would love to do a presentation, but I don't think it would be accepted. It is the page uh, called The Patron is Not Your Enemy. Mm. Because I have actually had parents who have, because there's been this whole big kerfuffle about stuff in schools. I had a parent come to me as a mom and her kids, her teenage kids, and they actually volunteered at the library. And, and once she said their name, like, oh, I know who your kids are. And she's like, I don't want them bringing books home from the library because you know some of this is inappropriate and I was like look but, but she also was like I don't want to ban books I don't want to because the news had covered it as oh these these ignorant you know parents who are trying to keep these books out of schools and how dare they do that you know putting them in this bad light which I hate because I'm like you're making these parents look like the bad guys and they're mm -hmm. not they are they are concerned about their kids and there are a lot of reasons to be concerned about their children. I'm a parent. I'm a librarian. I see both sides, but I've also seen some, some discourse from librarians. And yes, it is frustrating, especially when a parent is hopping mad and they're ready to jump down your throat. And, and they're not mad at you personally. They're mad at this situation. And mm -hmm. I can see why they're upset and why they're angry. But I can also see parents who are like scared, scared to death to even just speak up because this mother was like, I don't know who to talk to. Like, can I talk to you about this? And she was like, I could like tell like her voice was shaking. She was ready to cry, but she didn't know what else to do. And I'm just, I am just so grateful that I was the one who talked to her, not to toot my own horn and say, look at me, I'm so awesome. But I got it. And I was like, I get it. And yes, there are some books in here that might not be what your child wants and every kid is different every kid like i mean I, i'm every person is different like I've, I've said before i do not like gory horror movies i don't like scary haunted houses jared wants to take me to a haunted house one of these years i'm just like i don't think i can do it but i like the haunted mansion and i like tower of terror so it just kind of depends and ever and kids are like that too Mm -hmm. And I just finally told this this mom, I was like, I gave her I had a business card and I said, Look, if you need help, if you and your kids need help to find books that you are interested in that are appropriate, that you're comfortable with them checking out, I will I I will do readers advisory for you. I will help you find things that are appropriate and, and that that you're that you're good with. And if that is acceptable to you. Because, yeah, because she was just like, you know, some of these books that are in the teen area probably ought to be adult. And I'm like, 
yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from with that. And, you know, and, you know as a professional, I couldn't say whether, I couldn't really say whether I agree with her or mm-hmm. not. Some of them I actually do on a personal level. Some of them like, eh, it's on the border, whatever. Depending on your books. kid. Yeah. You know, young, you know, kids being, kids being killed for sport in the Hunger Games. That is true. May not be appropriate for your child, you know, even though technically that's a young adult book. So, yeah. Or, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, I mean, that's a big movie right now. And they're Mm -hmm. both there. And you think about it like, oh, gosh, this is like child murder and these ghosts um, possessing these animatronics like that is. That is scary shit, man. Mm-hmm. But it appeals, but because of the games and everything appeals to the kids. So, you know, again, know your child. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just glad you give a damn enough to come down here and be like, look, I just want to know, I, I just want to know what my kid is reading. How can I help them? What resources are available to me? Mm-hmm. And I am like 100% happy to help a parent who is upset about perhaps something their child read and you know or maybe even the kids upset because kids will will read something and they're like I didn't realize this is what that was and I mean I had a when I was eight years old uh I went to a slumber party and somebody's older sister said hey let's watch Candyman and I had no idea what that was (laughs) and we all watched it and I was like scarred for life yeah I'm a 40 year old woman although i wasn't 40 at the time but like uh mm-hmm. when i went to dallas several years uh-huh. ago and i went to the george w bush presidential library and uh-huh. and one of the sections was about when she was first lady barbara bush her big thing was reading was one mm-hmm. of her big initiatives so there was a section about you know her you know what she did to help you know encourage you know young kids at a young age to to hopefully develop Mm -hmm. a love of reading and there was a bunch of books that uh you know they had out so that you know people could pick them up and and look at them and one of them was where the red fern grows and i was flipping through it and if you've ever read that book you know it's not a happy ending no it's not i I found myself in tears standing in Mm -hmm. the george bush presidential library flipping through a copy of where the red fern grows at 30 something years old so yeah (laughs) yeah and i love where the red fern grows i had a dog named little ann growing up but yes that book is yeah. Oh my god. It'll yeah. wreck you. <laughs> it will. It will. Um but yeah, like like and I think a lot of parents are just like I, I think I think the, the debate is kind of getting framed a little dishonestly because people want to have like a, a cause or a thing and a bad guy. And I really hate that. And and my whole thing is like and 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 this year for banned books week our our system mm-hmm. actually reframed it because there has been such controversy and they didn't do it like banned books like ooh these books are forbidden it's like no we're calling it let freedom read and mm-hmm. it was just like what are your favorite books and like i mean earlier we had feedback from Aaron 
because after because we talked about Little Shop of Horrors and he said he hated that movie and the play or the musical and all that. And I was like, okay, that's great, that's fine. You you didn't like it. Like what you want. Don't like mm-hmm. what you don't like. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And I just because you like, doesn't like it doesn't mean that you have to keep anyone yeah. else from liking it. Yeah, or because mm-hmm. or because I like it means I have to force someone else to like it, and it's obviously mm-hmm. not their thing. So it, it all goes both ways. So I think the whole censorship thing, because and it gets it gets so because it is it, it is a hot button thing, and you know in the past like book burnings and you know you know censoring of ideas and things like that has been historically a really touchy subject, mm-hmm. and also because it gets clicks and ratings for the for the ghoulish news media. Like, oh, we're not letting kids read books. It's like, well, yeah, I don't want my child reading Madonna's sex. Like, come on, mm-hmm. have some, have some sense, you dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's a, and that's the biggest thing, yeah. and that's what the you know, and mm-hmm. it, hopefully, and librarians, librarians, I'm like, I, I am, I am, I will lead the charge on this. I am more yeah. than happy to help you find age appropriate or mm-hmm. maybe it's not for kids maybe it's for you maybe you want a mystery that isn't or a thriller that isn't super gory because i've had people who are like i want a mystery and i want a thriller sort of thing but i don't want to read about a lot of you know sex and violence and language mm-hmm. and stuff like that there are clean reads for a reason and lots of people lots of people love those and that's great i'm mm-hmm. like there's an audience and a book for everybody mm-hmm so, so please talk to your librarians. If maybe if you've had a bad experience with one, we'll talk to another one because that—that's the other thing. Is yes, a librarian may be at the desk, may look like they're busy, and don't feel shy about coming up and like, hey, I have a question. Because we're because yeah, we, there's a lot of stuff we have to do, and I and sometimes I take work out on the desk. There's always work that I'm like, okay, I can set this down and help the person in front of me. And I will say, and I've and our our public services librarian, um, she when we like she she says this to me a lot when I like take over for her on the desk. We switch, and she goes, "I actually had a, a good reader's advisory, a good reference question." Because a lot of times she gets questions like, "How does the printer work?" and "How do you log on to the computer?" or "You know, where's the bathroom?" stuff like that. But like when someone comes and says, "Hey, how do I do this?" or "How do I find this book?" or "Do you have?" You know, or do you have recommendations? Those are the fun questions, the real meaty ones that we're like, Ooh, yes, I will help you find this. This is going to be mm-hmm. so much fun. So we get a kick out of it, honestly. <laughs> so never feel like you're you're going to inter- you're interrupting a librarian. Never feel like you're taking them something away from more from from something you might think is more important. Because we're here to serve the patrons. We're here to serve the people who come up and ask us questions. That's a job. Mm-hmm. And when nothing is more important than the person in front of us, and whatever their question, comment, concern is, and and you know, just just come in and also behave yourself. Mm-hmm. And that just means, you know, don't don't you know walk around with with no pants on or something yeah. <laughs> like that. It does it does happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So it's just. But if you if you do want to make your librarian's life just a little easier, if you're looking for a book, try to remember more than just the color of the cover. Yes. Oh my gosh. 
Well, no, and I have done that too, because I was looking for a book for a display I wanted to do. And I was like, oh, what was the name of that book? I know the cover was red. And then as I said it, I'm just like, I'm a dork. If you could remember like a character's name. Yes. Even if you don't know the title and you don't remember the author, yeah, if you remember the character is it name, fiction, nonfiction. Oh, yeah. Is it a you know? Is it is it set in a like a historical time period or like uh, you know what's you know, any any proper noun that you can think of? Whether it's a a, a person, something that can go into a search play. engine. Yes, because sometimes it's like that's all I've got. Yeah, or you know, or you know, a scenario that that's going on in the book. Um, because there, there, there have been some where people come up. I read this book so many years ago, and I remember this happening and this happening, and I kind of plug that in, and they're like, and I find, you mm. know, four or five possibilities, and they're like, oh, it's that one, or you know, it's, there's it's, also it's a Reddit for that. Yes. Oh, I'm called sure there What's is. That Book, and you can tell them mm. as much information as you can remember, and odds are the collective brain of Reddit will figure it out for you. Yes. Yes, the internet is a wonderful thing, but also can be a fraught thing. That's why we have libraries. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, yeah. you know, if you're thinking of that book and your library's not open, you, you can go to Reddit. <laughs> Reddit Reddit is an option. That is They're true. almost like your library. <laughs> Just a little more prankstery. <laughs> yeah sometimes oh man i've oh, I've, I've found that some of the the like the libraries threat the libraries reddit is is pretty good um mm -hmm. you, you can't get a chuckle of the librarians that have you know their stories uh you know <laughs> but the the patrons that have questions they're usually very nice about mm -hmm answering you know people's questions and not making them feel mm -hmm. stupid or anything and you know yeah, the, the what's I'm that like... book the what's that book read it's not bad either because i actually have used it where i could like <laughs> remember a little bit of the plot and within probably less than an hour of me posting i had the title and the author so there you go <laughs> yeah li librarians are really nice I mean, as long as you're not making a mess or causing mm. trouble or, I mean, yes, there's, there's, I mean, public, you're working with the public, anything can happen. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, I, I mean, I've had to field some very interesting questions in my time and sometimes I just kind of write them down like, this one's nuts. Like, there was one guy who wanted to bike from Salt Lake City to Cheyenne, Wyoming without getting on the freeway or any highways. <laughs> and I'm like, you're gonna go you're gonna go you're gonna go through the mountains i don't know if your mountain bike can handle that <laughs> he's like do you have a map to show that i'm like but oh, even gosh. with i mean i mean a bicycle probably doesn't belong on the highway but no, probably not. i could i could kind of see where he was coming from but at the same time yeah, it's like could, is that even a distance that somebody would actually want to bike unless you're like know. Was he training for the Tour de France? I don't know. Or the yeah, there's like the Logan to Jackson. Or an Ironman competition? Yeah, that's, that's like <laughs> triathlon. Because I will, I will say like try like all the ways that I know of to get from Utah to Wyoming. I mean, and uh, I can't remember if this was when, what time of year it was. I, I mean, if it was like fall or fall or winter, you're you're better off just waiting for the spring thaw, my friend, because mm -hmm. Wyoming the Wyoming passes are nuts. 
um, even in the best of times. But yeah, I was just like, why are you biking to Cheyenne? I don't get it. But, you know, everybody's got their reasons. I'm not here to judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're just here you. to help. I am here to help here. to the best of my knowledge. You're and sometimes, here to reference. <laughs> sometimes, the, sometimes the answer to the question just doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes it does. I will do my best. So anyway. So did we hit all hit all the highlights? I mean yeah, I mean without getting into like a lot of like the technical Oh yeah, yeah. stuffs then uh-huh. you know. Absolutely I think I, mean, there's, I think, there's think lots so, of, so Yeah. I mean basically the you know, best thing I can do is like familiarize yourself with your library, go to your library, make friends with some of the librarians because they mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. And just just go you know, volunteer if you can if you have the time. Our volunteers we adore them because they'll they'll do they they help us out with so many things that we we need to do but we just don't have time or you know it, it it's nice to know that we we have volunteers also it's great on our resume so mm-hmm. if you're trying to do that um but yeah you know get on their website I tell people. You can't break anything, so just get in there and mess around and see what's over here. Um, yeah, I'm looking at some of the other some of these other things you've got on here. Um, yeah, on your on your on your library's website, look up their their databases, their subscription services, see what they offer. There's, I mean, I, I feel like the digital services we we promote them as much as we can, but I don't think they're as well used as as we might want them to be. I so, had to practically beg Chauncey to finally go get a library card <laughs> just Chauncey. just for the digital stuff because he's he's not a big book reader but he uh-huh. loves to listen to stuff oh there's plenty of stuff to listen to and I was like go get a library card and you can there's streaming movies and mm-hmm. some of them they've got like online comic books so if you're a comic book oh, reader yeah. and digital does count as reading yes it does uh no audiobooks count as reading too yes audiobooks count as reading yep i will uh, die on that hill yes but he was all like he had he mentioned he mentioned that he he wanted to to read some book and he because he there was one book that like he had decided he wanted to read it and he bought it and then he was like i'm also reading he's also he's like i'm also listening to the audio version and i was like okay okay but he paid for the audio version i was like download libby <laughs> please mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and i was like here's how you find what you're looking for here's how you check them out this is how long you you know you get them for and you can listen to them there and he's like you just saved me like 20 bucks from having to buy an audio yes mm-hmm. i did you're welcome i mean libby can't get everything like, the, no. like the, some of the audible exclusive stuff you're never yeah, gonna get through libby but yeah, and that is like I've been able publisher. to get like brand new release. Like I listened to Prince Harry's book like within a couple of weeks of it being released. Yeah. When yeah. it was still the hot thing at the time. So yeah, you know. the, the 
Yeah, the, the publishers are very funny about ebooks, especially if it's an Audible exclusive or an Amazon or, or yeah, because there was this whole big thing about the publishers like, well, you can't do an ebook until after it's, you know, six months been out. And we're just kind of like, uh huh. Because they're like, well, libraries are costing us so much money. I'm like, dude, libraries are keeping you guys afloat because we mm-hmm. buy so much of your stuff. Nobody else mm-hmm. is buying. So, yeah. I have a beef with publishers, but I won't get into that here because we're having too much fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, just, you know, Libby has got some great stuff. Hoopla's got great stuff. I really need to, to familiarize myself with Canopy. I think I think the City Library has it. We don't, but I, I've heard tell that they that it's one of those things. They're constantly looking at, oh, what are all these things? What should we try out? Mm-hmm. So, you know, watch watch the, watch the space. We'll find out. Um, but yeah, I think that one's a, a movie streaming service. Yes. Like I said, I gotta go. I gotta go familiarize myself with it because it's not one that, that it's a fairly it's a newer one, I think. Yeah, because um, yeah, because hoop hoopla is audiobooks, ebooks, comics, movies, TVs, magazines, mm-hmm. and music. So, yes. and you could use it on your computer or your phone, your TV mm-hmm. if it's if if it's one of those those smart ones. um but yeah uh, canopy is uh just movies so yeah um, and and you know yeah it might not be the latest and greatest you know hollywood blockbuster but there are some there's hey when you're doing a podcast like gold standard you're not necessarily doing the latest and greatest so that is true (laughs) and you know there's a lot of old stuff out there that is totally worth your time so give it a Mm -hmm. shot um so yeah um i'm just trying to think i think i i mean that's everything i could think of and i mean i like i said i could talk everybody's ear off yeah me too but i don't want to i don't want to you know we don't want this to turn into the three hour once upon a time (laughs) so maybe we'll do it we we could we could try to do a part two but i I feel like we hit the highlights either way but yeah just go to your library look at look up stuff look on the website talk to your librarians you know, just look around and see what they offer, and you know you're gonna save yourself a ton of money. First off, you're gonna and, be yeah. I, like, I I would almost, yeah, you because know, again, it's gonna vary across the board, and obviously, mm-hmm. libraries in larger cities with more people and therefore more taxes going into the system mm-hmm. are gonna be able to purchase subscriptions and stuff to more things, but. I will say that odds are, if you are not a patron of your local library, mm-hmm. if you go in and just ask them, what do I get if I have a library card with you guys? You will genuinely be surprised yes, at you will. the answer and, you get. And even if and even if you are in a smaller town that doesn't have as much resources, I, um, your state library covers so much like our our state library has a great digital website at, with resources and i mean it's mostly like homework and database type stuff but it, i think they also have access to some audiobooks and, and digital stuff too so don't discount what your state library has to offer if you're in an mm-hmm. area where there's bookmobile um and that kind of thing i love the bookmobile i always have a special place in my heart because that was what i had when i was growing up out in the sticks and yeah, it was great. It was wonderful. And so we had a good time with it. Um, so yeah, we love libraries. They're fun and mm-hmm. protein. 
All right. So uh, if uh, any, are we good? Anybody else? Brittany, did you have anything you wanted to chime in with? Not, not no, it's been a hot like, minute like, since you, everything. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's been a yeah. while since since you you since you were uh, employed by a library. So yeah, well, just want to make sure. Well, speaking of, if any of our listeners want to chime in about their favorite feature of the library, or if they have any questions or stuff like that, if you want to send in feedback, mm-hmm. send us an email. Shoot us an email at fiveishfangirls at gmail you can also visit our website, which is the5ishfangirls.com, and that has links to all of our social media, uh, stuff that you can uh, comment on. We have links on our um, for like our show notes and stuff that we've mentioned here, so you can check all that out. Uh, we also have um, a YouTube channel, which, again, if you are wanting to see the PowerPoint, or Rachel said she'd send it to you if you feel so inclined, but it, this will be on a video on the YouTube channel. All you can comments there, follow us, all that great stuff. And also support us if you can through our Patreon or our merch shop. Uh, again, links to that are on our website. So check that out if you feel so inclined. There's some fun stuff on, on, on our merch shop as well. And of course, thank you for listening. Thank you for being our audience, our supporters, our little community we have here. It's just, it's good. It, it's, mm-hmm. This is fun. This is awesome. And it's just good to know that there are people enjoying what we do. So thank you, thank you, thank you again. And uh, support your local library. Support your local library. Mm-hmm. And, tell them we sent you, know, you. They won't know who, yeah. who we are, but tell them anyway. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah. And, you know, and even if all you do is just go in and find a quiet place to sit in the corner and read, that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heck, just go in to use the bathroom if you need to. I've done that. That is, yeah, that is that is true. <laughs> Where we're next to a park, and the, our park has a lot of like bathrooms sprinkled throughout, but you know, mm. it's, it's a park bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's totally. Okay. I was out All running around and I needed to go to the bathroom, and I knew that theirs was clean. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> hey. All right. Oh, with. Oh, a little bit of housekeeping. I will try to remember to post something on social media next week, unlike last time. Uh, In this case, we know it's, we know ahead of time. There will not be a new show next week. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, because I will be out of town. I am going to see Metallica this weekend. Um, and one of the uh, it's two shows Friday night and Sunday night and we are not driving home after the Sunday night show because we are not crazy Um, so we are are staying overnight Sunday night uh, in Detroit we will be in Detroit so if anybody in Detroit hit me up Um, and uh, yeah so but we we're not going to necessarily either rush home on Monday either so because I'm sure we'll both Chante and I are both going to be meddled hungover Um, oh yeah yeah (laughs) so get 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 home safely and yes we're going to take our sweet time coming home because it's been a while since either of us have had a long weekend Uh, Ah. so that will be that will be nice but yeah so once once uh 
once once I get home and recovered from two nights of of Metallica, uh, we will go back to our our usual schedule the f- Monday after. So, but no right. show next week. But that you know, it gives you time to get caught up in all the other stuff. So, alrighty, well, so. have fun Rachel. out with that. Yes, <laughs> oh, give Detroit win. my regard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we shall sign off for this week. This is Brittany and Bowder saying goodnight. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. I will leave you with these words from Neil Gaiman. The interview <laughs> he did uh, with I Love Libraries. <laughs> So, little story he told about his early love of libraries. So, when I was from, I think, the age of seven onwards, my parents would drive me to the local library in the morning during the summer, which is where I wanted to be during my school hours. And I would just sit there going through the card file. It had an old-fashioned card file. And I would go through the card file looking for words like witches, robots, outer space, ghosts, monsters, giants, magic, anything like that. And I would read everything I could in those categories, and I'd read anything that looked interesting. But I remember the joy of being able to talk to the librarian about the things I wanted to read that they did not have. The library was a space where I could go as a seven-year-old, as an eight-year-old, and where I was treated with respect. I was treated as one of the people who was there. I could talk to the librarians, and I did. Most of the time, they'd just ignore me. I'd be sitting reading my book, and I was the happiest kid that could be in the corner reading. But when I did interact with them, they interacted with me as a customer, as a patron, as somebody who was entitled to be there, deserved to be there, had every right to be in that space. Thank you for listening to the Five-ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show, along with information on our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back. We love our Fiveish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly.